Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Okay, I get it. I get a little faith no more for the pod is more. I like it. And, and you know, Epic is a wonderful song to lead in because, you know, even even without our uh, third musketeer, this is still a pretty epic show within itself. So pre-show or not, I appreciate it. So welcome to the pod is war pre-show. Pod is more. We're, we're going to go over a little bit of the live aspect of AEW Dynamite and then Tune in for the NXT runover since it goes between five, ten minutes longer than Dynamite does. So, you know me. You know Andrew Snowflake Balls. That that, that would be me, Andrew B. And uh, with me is the moderator of all moderators, PC Tunney. Ahoy, ahoy, Chips, ahoy. We are watching the end of uh, AEW Dynamite. We got Johnny Moxley against uh, Darby Allen. Uh you, you've been heavy on the NXT tonight before we, we jumped on here, and I have no idea what's going on. I kind of guessed it a little bit, but your thoughts here on having this be in the main event of AEW Dynamite tonight, Darby Allen, John Moxley, I, I thought, yeah, that's, that's pretty sweet. I enjoy it because it's a nice combination of old WWE guard that's popular with the fans and newer guy they're trying to build up who's busted his ass and shown he's no slouch. So it, it's it's a good combination of talents, and I like how uh, Darby came out a little differently than usual, not just on his skateboard or whatever. He came out in like a body bag, carried by a couple people. Different, I guess, you know, to show this is a different, bigger match than usual. What about you? I've enjoyed the show for the most part. There's a couple things that I didn't like. Um, one of them I'll just say right now before I forget it, and then you can you can kind of I'll just put it out there, and you can kind of just you know. I think it was a horrible decision to have Billy Gunn in that Dynamite Dozen Battle Royal. And I'll, and I'll tell you why when okay. we get to the Wednesday Night War later on. How's that for a tease, huh? That is a good tease. It teases towards the main show. It's it's almost like this is a WWE kickoff show right now because, you know, we're, we're setting up the big stuff for the main event. And that that's interesting because I missed that whole thing because at the time that started, I, you know, I flipped. So... I went to NXT, and that's when they decided to do the Revival versus Undisputed Era match. And, oh, my God, that match was so fucking good. Like, <laughs> like you need to watch that. If, if you don't normally watch the NXT afterwards, you need to at least watch that match. That was fucking fantastic. 
And just so you folks know, I, I do not normally watch NXT except for the last eight minutes with my good friend here. But uh, I, I, I can turn NXT on and move it along the, the grid at any point I want once it's over. So that's why I choose to watch all of Dynamite. And, and plus, I've watched every minute of Dynamite and every minute of Monday Night Raw. So there you go. I don't know. Good for you, because I, I don't. No, I did not watch Raw, because I don't know what the fuck happened to me, but as soon as I got home from work, I ate something and almost fell asleep on the couch, so my ass passed out at, like, 9 o'clock like an old man. Are so you I'm growing? just like, fuck this shit. Are you, are you growing again? Are you a growing boy again? <laughs> it's a little old for you to be growing again and having those, like, fall asleep at, like, 6 o'clock at night. Go, oh, I think he's growing. That That's the whole thing. I ain't growing. I'm just old. That's well, what it is. I, Let's put it this way. Darby Allen is bringing that body bag full circle because he brought it in and now Moxley's putting him in it. (laughs) See, now I'm kind of hoping this turns into like the best scene from Jason X, which is Jason in space, where he takes the two uh, sleeping bag campers and just like double coconuts and just beats him against the fucking tree. I want him to pick him up and beat him against like the ring post. That would be awesome. The only person I can think of that could actually win a wrestling match while zipped inside of a body bag would definitely be Orange Cassidy. I mean, he wouldn't be having to do anything except take a bump. So, hey, that, that fits his character, too. Yeah, he uh, he had a, he had a great spot in the Dynamite Dozen Battle Royale tonight. So, What do you mean by great? That. Do you mean great as an Orange Cassidy gimmick great or, or actually good? No, as in I greatly enjoyed it. He had, he had some, All right, so he had some Cassidy, real, great. yeah, okay. <laughs> the crowd really responded to some of his leg kicks to Billy Gunn. Yeah, I can imagine he's, he's, he's the real king of strong style, not Shinsuke Nakamura. Nope. Nope. Uh, fucking Orange Cassidy, freshly squeezed motherfucker. Yeah. Mm. Listen, Orange Cassidy should be, oh, that's a nice little move by Darby Allen. We must be getting to the end of this match because Moxley's probably about to turn it around after. Oh, Moxley just it turns it into a, like a boss <laughs> man side effect kind of thing. It's it's really cool. Like, oh, 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 okay. Give it a couple seconds. It looks like Mox is about to finish it, but no, 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 no. Darby, Darby powers through. Ooh, okay. Two count. Yep. Yep. Is somebody bleeding? The ref's got uh, rubber gloves on. It could just be, you know, in case. A nice, oh. nice Yoshi tonic from, uh, from Darby Allen or Code Red, whatever you want to call it, whatever your proclivity happens to be. You know That's how you, actually how uh, Tessa Blanchard won number oh, one contender on Impact, but you don't you don't like that show, so let's not talk about it. I forgot what you already said for the last five seconds. <laughs> Shut the fuck Darby, up! <laughs> Darby Allen's mouth looks to be uh, bleeding, so that would that would be the gloves. And uh, oh, we're going, Ooh. yeah, we're going right into uh, Moxley now has a submission yeah, move. I'm guessing he's going to tap out here. No, he's going to get the win. <gasps> no. <sighs> I feel a paradigm shift coming on. I was gonna just gonna say, you know how they have aftershocks for earthquakes. Well, is that, is that gonna be the paradigm shift? Yeah, I feel I can feel them in reverse. I can feel the paradigm shift in reverse. I can sense them coming on. It's like a buffalo stampede um, if you put your ear to the railroad. Alan's trying to fight on the top rope, but he gets oh caught off and- the top rope. This is gonna, you, he's taking his right. time, but it's over. That'll do, folks. Let's slip on over to NXT. It's an avalanche. That's how that works. Oh, Uh Oh, and he's got a little snot coming out of his nose. Better than a tooth, right, McFoley? I suppose. All right. Am I going from 
TNT to USA here. Last time I did that, I missed a little bit of the ending of, you know, oh, we got ladders. Holy shit. What the fuck is going on here? I moved. You didn't. Well, that's right. Because that's when you had the schmaz. Mm-hmm. What do we got here? We got Dijakovic and Cole for a briefcase? I don't understand. Is that who's in there? Yeah, I think that's for first in, first out of, uh, or you know, uh, advantage in war games. Okay. Because I think they're both on the opposite war games teams. So that this is oh. basically the same match as last week with the women. Yeah, that looked that like a, it hurt a little bit. I mean, I don't think anybody's ever taken a bump on a ladder and thought it was comfy. I feel like he should have been higher up on the ladder, more towards the top turnbuckle, and broke that thing in half, but he kind of bounced his head off one of the steps. Watch Adam Cole's out now until WrestleMania because Dijakovic can't even fucking chokeslam somebody. Look at Yeah, what the fuck was that? It, it looks like Adam Cole got his foot caught or something like that in the rung as he was coming down, though. Which could have screwed up Dijakovic a little bit. Plus, Cole's not a big guy to begin with anyway, so it's not like he's going to get as high on the ladder if he's coming down at a certain angle. And that's a public service announcement I'd like to make to everybody. Don't get high on ladders. Just two feet on the fucking level earth if you're going to get high. Don't get up on a ladder. Don't get high on a ladder, okay? I'm pretty sure Jeff Hardy and RVD disagree with that. Well... Not all of us are professional ladders, ladder, ladder, laddersmen, or or professional ladders. I like professional ladders better. <laughs> professional laddersmen is what I meant to say when I started laughing. I know what you meant. Or ooh, or, ooh, or Panama ooh. Sunrise from the ladder. Ooh, I do like that. Or professional at the other part of getting high on a ladder. Mm, true, true, true. I mean, you you can't put professional and Jeff Hardy in the same category after that victory road debacle but again more more tna impact stuff that you don't like to acknowledge so let's not oh, no, talk i'm well aware that. of this match versus sting <laughs> if you even want to call it a match yeah that uh, was just disappointing your dad and him having to put you out of your misery in like nine seconds it's like oh <laughs> yeah 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 all right we got the win going on here just tell me Andrew's Andrew's nope. six to eight seconds ahead of me. Nope, nope. Oh, no. Dijakovic cuts him off. Looks like he's got him in an Argentine torture rack type. Ooh, ooh. An Argentine, like, go to sleep type thing. You should just be saying that one. I got it. He looks like he hurt his knee. Or he's just a motherfucking expert at selling. <laughs> yeah. Boy, he, he, he looks, like, refined, though. Like, I haven't really seen him since he left uh, Ring of Honor. ROH. Boy, yeah, yeah. He, he looks way better than he used to. All right, I got the ending now. That's nice. Yeah, he's he's definitely... Going back into that incredible. ladder and done? Not quite yet. Well, it's going to happen. And that's not, just, that's not just me, you know, delaying. It's just literally he's gimping right. up one foot at a time. I see that now. Here and comes Cole, Adam Cole. Cole cuts him up. Yep, and then he's going back into that ladder. Cole's going to pull it down. Ooh. Yep. Yep. Hits him in the head with the briefcase, and then he takes the big flare fall where he just dead fishes back into the ladder. So, that's and interesting. And you're, 
your money in the bank winner. I mean, your uh, your war games briefcase winner. <laughs> so how do you feel about the two heel teams having the advantage? Like, okay, we usually see this in war games where the heels get the early advantage because the baby faces have to fight from underneath. But they didn't. They didn't mix it up at all. You you think they'd throw like a monkey wrench in there once in a while just so it's not predictable, right? You put your you put yourself at an advantage booking wise with the heel team having the advantage. So why why even play the other side? It's a clear disadvantage for the faces, considering that two faces against one heel just doesn't really purvey facedom, if you will, as I make up words on the spot. No, I get what you're saying. It's not a very good guy thing to gang up on the bad guy. But I don't know. Is anybody really on the face team for the men like a hardcore baby face? Like, would you really look at Domin- D- Dominic Dijakovic and just be like, yeah, that dude just screams white meat baby face. Best good guy in the whole world. Well, you know, I mean, I'm guessing, you know, in Western Europe, very much baby face. Yeah. And Drago was a baby face in Russia. What's your point? <laughs> different <laughs> different strokes for different folks folks my friend <laughs> uh, fair enough fair enough different strokes was a good show though so i'll give you that one too it was not horrible oh i'm getting wait did well, moxley did moxley got... actually break his fingers tonight i mean do we care it's not gonna stop him from doing anything well, just somebody texted me they were watching Oh, Moxie will just tape his fingers back up and he'll be fine. Like he's Moxley. Yeah, that's true. Oh, there we go. Yep, there we go. We got the big schmoz at the the end of Blue and black and gold brands all going at it. Well, all right. Last thoughts, Mr. Andrew Belez, as we wrap up this pre show, Pot is War, now with a pre show called Pot is More. Um, Where does this lend SmackDown? Because we've seen, I know you didn't watch it, but there was a lot of this type thing where all the women piled out, all the men piled out. There were a bunch of different run-ins and cool spots from everybody. Are we getting more of the same on SmackDown? I'll I'll call the finish of SmackDown. I'll say we don't have, I'll call the whole show. We don't have any run-ins the entire show. We have a SmackDown, SmackDown show. And at the end, oh yeah, Keith Lee putting Drew McIntyre on the ground. Jesus I'd like to see that match in general. Lee and McIntyre be fucking awesome. Oh, Killian Dane and Lee. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is such a good hospital. Just big boys doing big boy things. Oh, Warbeard Hansen is one of my fucking favorites. Or Warbeard Hansen, sorry. Wrong wrong big guy with a fucking beard. I've actually right. been in a, I've actually been in a bar and drinking a beer with Warbeard Hansen. Did he outdrink you? I, they had one and they left. Oh, see, that's not fun. It you was, think if you're Vikings, you should have like a whole keg to yourself or something well, like that. Well, it was War Machine and Cheeseburger. So are you saying Cheeseburger outdrank them <laughs> just because it's funnier that way? I don't think I don't I don't remember Cheeseburger with a drink. I don't remember with a cheeseburger either. So. Yeah, I have, I have no real love. Oh, there you go. Oh, it ends with Seth Rollins. Ugh. Solid super kick. I mean, everybody does it, so you think you'd know how to throw it by now. Well, I'm just saying it's nice. I know. 
Wait, who the hell is that? Oh, is that Champa? See, having it on mute, it doesn't always help because I don't hear the music. I just see the the Tron, and I'm like, it's just eyes at the moment. I think it's Champa, but. I, you know, they should, if they're going to do this, if they're going to do Survivor Series like this, they should have, like, you know, they have the draft after WrestleMania. They should have call-ups. Like, oh, we have, like, there's so many call-up spots after Survivor Series because you easily create guys coming up out of NXT after Survivor Series with built-in storylines from what happens at Survivor Series considering you got three brands. If they're going to continue to keep NXT more of a minor league roster. Oh, and he just I mean, the shit out of Adam Cole, by the way. What they could just end up doing, which would actually help them write the first couple weeks after a big thing, have people actually wrestle for their fucking spot on the main roster. Have like five or six people from NXT come up. They get a match on Raw and SmackDown. Whoever fails goes back to NXT and whoever succeeds maybe takes somebody's spot. Maybe make it actually worth something like a relegation kind of match. So like you're, winner of this match. So you're a soccer fan. You want to put Premier League rules into. Uh... <laughs> I I like the relegation style match. That's kind of where it is because it it it'll, it'll keep things fresh. It'll give some of the undercard guys that you barely see a reason to wrestle for a week or two. You know, it gives everybody a reason to fight, and that's that's what everybody kind of clamors for. It's a wrestling show. It adds to the drama. It's a soap opera within itself. So, yeah. And we go well, off the air it. with the fight still happening. So, dun, dun. Uh, Maybe that's going to be the whole thing. Maybe we'll see a little bit of what happened afterwards on SmackDown. Or you'll get the extended version on the network. So you have to go to the network for the extra, extra five minutes run over or whatever it is. Well, folks, that's the end of Pod is More. Stay tuned. There is more. Uh, but for Why now, does this Law and Order episode look like Law and Order casting couch? <laughs> oh, I'm in. We gotta go. <laughs> Always use your head. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
So, gentlemen, it appears this weekend I'm going to become one of the, I guess, millions of pet owners around the world. Oh, what are you millions and millions. What a, a cat, dog, fish, gerbil, hamster, ferret. Oh, hopefully uh, not a gerbil. We don't know what he's going to do with the gerbil. Yeah, I'm not getting a gerbil. A gerbil is just a fuzzy rat. I'm good. Ferret. A ferret is also a fuzzy rat. I'm Snake? also good. Crocodile. Tiger. I would love a snake, but the problem is, how can you build loyalty with a snake? It's a fucking would snake. Would you? Would you name it Jake? I probably would, actually. Yes, I would. <laughs> you should or, name or it Damien. Damien. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's got to be Jake. Yes. So there's this one year old lab called Carlton. That oh, Amber's, dog. Yeah, and she fell in love with him a few weeks ago, and yeah. Is it a chocolate lab named Carlton? Dogs it's are like boats. Named Carlton. Oh, that's see. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the little motherfucker is cute, man. I got to give him that. But um, yeah. So we got to drive out to uh, Buttfuck County on Sunday morning to go get him, and you know, going interact. To- Hold on, hold on, you're going to Egypt? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, man. Isn't there enough wrestling personality this week that have gotten in trouble by talking shit about Africa? You too, Tony? I have no clue what you're talking about. I don't understand what you mean. All right, wait till topic four. But yeah, so anyway, yeah, so, so we got to go out. So they're going to give us like a week trial with him and see if, you know, we connect and we click and this and that. But, but uh, yeah, it looks like I'm about to be a dog owner, gentlemen, and I don't know what to think because shit, I've the, the only pets I ever had were fish, and they're pretty easy. Yeah, they're cheap too. So what I would do if I was you, I would put like twenty five bucks away every week for when your dog needs surgery, and you're too emotionally attached not to save it. Yeah, that's very true. Dogs can get expensive when you know bad things happen that's the that's the only downside is they're basically like children where the vet bill will run you hundreds and fun hundreds possibly thousands of dollars depending on the severity it's funny because we actually just yesterday talked about buying doggy insurance for that very reason because amber's brother is a dog and he's got a rotten tooth and you know, her mom doesn't have insurance and he's a big motherfucker. So they're scared to put him under because they don't know how much, you know, under juice is going to take to put him under. Plus, he's older, too. I think he's like 10 or 11. So he just walk around with halitosis all the goddamn time. Oh, I got you. So, yeah, that and a chocolate lab ain't going to be a small dog either. So, well, I mean, that's what that's my thing, man, because, you know, Amber was looking at these small dogs and I'm like, no, man, if we're going to have a dog, you might as well have a killer. Somebody that goes, woo, woo, that's oh, yeah. going to her, you know, ro- potential robbers or whatever. Something that's going to put the fear of God in somebody. Someone to protect the house when you ain't home. That That's yeah, a dog. Yeah. No, no chihuahua, fucking Bichon freeze, fucking bullshit. Look like you could put it on a fucking end of a stick and mop the floor with it. Fuck those things. Those aren't dogs. But the funny thing is, man, going into this year, I knew that by hook or by crook, I either I either rather had to give Amber either a dog or a baby. I chose baby. She chose dog. So take it how you will. I was about to say, I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, here's the big thing. If you get a dog, you're going to have to take care of it as it gets older. And it's going to be expensive. If you have a baby, it will take care of you as you get older and more expensive. Oh, don't I know it? We literally just put my mama 
back on the plane two weeks ago. Yeah, yep, that's that's fair. So kid will be more expensive in the long run, but the dog will be more expensive in the short run, and it can never help you out with the bills. Shit, are you doing this kid thing wrong, man? By the time my kid is thirteen or fourteen, that motherfucker's gonna have a million dollar empire off that goddamn computer if I do this right. I mean, the dog can't help you with the bills, not oh. the kid. The kid's supposed to help you with the bills. Shit, have you seen the Westminster Dog Show? Them motherfuckers be bringing in some bread. I'm sure if you play, are you this really? Yeah. Are you, you never, really gonna breed the dog to be a fucking show dog? You never seen that episode of the Flintstones where Dino makes a whole shit ton of money by being on that show with Sassy? Everybody contributes in this household, Balls. That's how this works. Yeah, I could just imagine you now prancing around the fucking obstacle course with him and the old fucking white women. Oh, yes, look. Lift up his tail. Look at how healthy he is. And look at his anus and his balls. It's so wonderful. He'll be a great breeder. Now, that's where you get the money from. If he's not never neutered or whatever, if you could breed, if he's purebred chocolate lab, that'd that'd be something. Well, number one, I look phenomenal in a suit, so I can blend in with that crowd. Number two, <laughs> number two, old white women love me. It's like the damnedest thing. Like that's my 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 two demographics that love me unconditionally are fat women and old white women, and I don't understand it. It's funny listen, though because listen, you know, I didn't even really like his dog, but I liked him, so I voted. It's funny because, you know, um, back in the day, this is way before I met Amber, man. I was involved with this, uh, you know, this uh, Caucasian woman. Oh, I thought you were going to say cult. That's funny. But she told me that uh, she showed a picture of me to her. uh, I, I can't remember if it was her aunt or her grandmother. But either way, they were commenting on how handsome I was. And they said I looked like a young Marvin Gaye. And now with my beard and everything, I look like uh, older Marvin Gaye that got shot in the chest with his dad by his daddy. So, so you know, full circle of pose, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess that's a way to look at it. Sure. I was trying to make a joke. It clearly didn't land. No, yeah. that, that didn't land. No, no, and, no. And with that lack of success, let's start the show.
Conrad, Tokyo, Sapporo, Pistachio, Sayonara, Tomorrow. It's just blood on the ground. First and foremost, we have to spend, send a special shout out and RIP to the five foot assassin himself, aka Fife Dog, one part of the legendary group, a tribe called Quest. Today, we're recording this on November 20th, which would have been his birthday. Uh, sadly, tragically, we lost him a few years ago as he lost his fight to diabetes, but we wanted to show some love to Fife and Tribe, so R.I.P. to him. Rest in power, Fife. Now that we got that out the way, greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Pod is War. Pod is War is brought to you by the good folks at Chairshot Radio Network in conjunction with... TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Use your heads, folks, because it's the most wonderful time of the year. We've got kids jingle belling atheists. What the helling? And I'm drinking beer. Folks, the holiday season is upon us, and I know that you have some wrestling fans in your family. You know what a great stocking stuffer gift would be for the wrestling fan in your family? You don't, do you? Well, I'm going to tell you. Take yourselves to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. We are the hottest website in professional wrestling right now. We are number one with a bullet. Pew! Become part of the movement. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. You can pick up your hashtag journalism t-shirt. I love that shirt personally. And while you're there, pick up a Baron Corbin sucks, save tag team wrestling. Jesus did the job. Jesus did the job. He's the reason for the season. Amen. Hallelujah. Hold on a buckle. I should have came in the Chevy. Show your respect for the season by picking up a Jesus did the job shirt. And you can only get that shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Please and thank you. Thank you. And please. Folks, I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. As always, I'm joined by my esteemed colleagues, first and foremost, Mr. Andrew. Don't call me Snowflake Blast. Ooh, esteemed? We're esteemed now? Oh, I like this. I guess it's better than being a baked or a boiled esteemed. I like my vegetables esteemed more than I like them a boiled. I, I get a little warm and fuzzy around the holidays. That's what it is. And quite frankly, everybody should be steaming their vegetables as opposed to boiling. Not only do you boil out the flavor, you boil out the nutrients. So what the fuck are you even eating a vegetable for? You're defeating White people purpose. cooking. White people cooking. Uh, black people well. boil vegetables too, though, man. Maybe we got really? that from y'all. I don't know. Oh, yeah, maybe we, sorry. Got, we got that from y'all. Just we, stay we away boil... from the mayonnaise. You'll be fine. Now, yeah. what we do is we boil the shit and then put a half a cup of sugar in the motherfucker to try to compensate. <laughs> okay, that's different. Okay. No, it's not good, man. Shout out to no. Aunt Betty and my father. R.I.P. both of them. But we also <laughs> have on this t- triumvirate is, uh, I don't even know if I said that word right, but who gives a shit? I just need to introduce Mr. P.C. Tunney. I'm Pot is War. Now esteemed with less wrinkles. Uh, you speak for yourself, man, when I'm getting older, shit. Well, I figure if you're going to steam something, it'll have less wrinkles. I'm pretty sure we don't have to worry about broccoli having wrinkles, but, you know, whatever, man. It's your All journey. right, whatever, whatever. Or you could you could just go to the esteemed room and lose some weight. See? <laughs> See what I'm saying? It clears out your pores. See what I'm saying? Pot is war. We're now a dry cleaner. 
<laughs> hey, when does that fuck money start rolling in? Yeah, shit, we could all use some money from a good dry cleaner, right? <sighs> set up Andrew, because he's going to say something fucked up, man. And I know, I'm like, trying <laughs> really hard. Oh, no, 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 no. I'll go there, I'll go there. We we both thinking it, Plaid, but yeah, he's going to be like, oh, Asian dry cleaner. Definitely like, no chicken, no laundry. I told you, 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 I told you. You do a hell of a job. Yeah. I couldn't. It was just there. It was laying there, like you set up so nicely, so easily. Huh. Damn you, people. <laughs> yes, because we twisted your arm to be racist. That's what you we did. You did. I am in pain right now. My my shoulders all screwed up. Believe it or not, folks, we are award nominated. We are. Make sure you take your asses to at no, the Wrestle Hub. No, it doesn't matter Twitter. anymore. No, the voting's closed. Really? I don't know. Is it? I don't know if it is or not, but goddamn it, go to at the Wrestle Hub on Twitter, and if shit ain't closed, you go vote for Pod is War as the best podcasting trio, all right? And while you're there, Vote for hashtag Miranda as the best newcomer. Vote for the Greg DeMarco show as the best comedy show. And vote for the chair shot as the best wrestling website. We're going to find out Sunday, December 8th, whether or not they know that we're the best trio around. I mean, we win. Obviously, we knew it. We lose. Obviously, they got it wrong. That's that's right. That's That's exactly how it works. I'm holding firm on that stance. I agree with that, but yeah, everybody under the sound of my voice, all three of you, uh, please and thank you, thank you, please go no to way we can the lose. Club. Yeah. Vote for Pod is War, the best podcasting trio. Hashtag the Miranda Show is the best newcomer. The Greg DeMarco Show is the best comedy show. And the chair shot, Le Gégeant, as the best wrestling website. You brought up the Greg DeMarco show. Andrew, you want to give a quick plug on what they did this week? Oh, yeah. The Greg DeMarco show decided to change it up a little bit. And they they did something that they lovingly referred to as the wrestling trivia game, which basically it's, it's, it's similar to Wrestling Jeopardy, but because that is a owned entity from Viacom or somebody actually owns the words, you can't call it that. But yeah, so if, if you like the concept of a trivia challenge or a trivia game show, give the DeMarco show a listen. Maybe that's something we could run with. DeMarco seemed to like the idea. A couple of us seemed to like the idea. We may have a new podcast kind of brewing, depending on how well this takes off. Interesting concept. I have the guy. Well, if if we're doing mostly WWE, I have the guy that will win every time. Shout out to my former wrestling podcast brethren, Big John Brat. That melon farmer is like Encyclopedia Brown when it comes to WWE. He's like, we we could turn it into like beat the the Schwami or what the fuck was that that fat dude that they had on ESPN? Y'all know the game show I'm talking about, right? The Schwami. Yeah, you're right. Okay. I was yeah. thinking more like the Comedy Central game show Beat the Geeks, where each geek had their own like category where there was like the Simpsons geek, the comic book nerd, the Marvel nerd, the, and the, so there could be like a wrestling nerd type thing. And we, we could easily turn that into something because I'm I'm pretty sure if it was Japanese wrestling, I know some people that would be pretty hard to beat in that one too. 
That's fair, because yeah, I, I nobody's like listening to a goddamn Japanese wrestling quivia, crizzy, 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 No one's listening to that goddamn shit. <laughs> Have you not seen Wipeout on ABC? If I knew how to spell what I just said, that would be the title. You don't even know how to pronounce what you just said. What the fuck, G? <laughs> that's a that's a true story. It's science, the fact. It's a fact. It's science. I know Dude, that because I know science, a science. It's inebriation. Oh no, it's science. I know a scientist. <laughs> you do know a scientist. We all know a scientist. Hashtag scientist. You, you know he's just with a, a special guest this week, and clearly you didn't deliver. But that's uh, the hit. But with the scientist, you need to get him to record something like this is 100% scientific or scientist approved or something like that just for your own little little snippet. I like that. That could be a thing. Hold on. I got it. I got it. Give me a second. Hold on. I got it. <clears throat> I'm DBP and I'm a scientist. <laughs> Fuck you, Platt. Fuck you. Fuck you. Shut I just stepped, uh, stepped all over. How your toes feel? Because I just stepped all over them. Shut the fuck up. Be quiet. <laughs> well, I think this is 100 scientists pro. Come on, man. You got to give that to me. It's 100 just, scientists it's... approved? Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Did you get DP on the show? Did you get <laughs> Is DP on the line? Because I don't see his name up there. Holy shit. That was amazing. <laughs> Like there's like three stereotypical white dude voices that we do as as brothers, and DP is one of the three. And I, I love DP to life, man. I really do. He's a cool ass dude. I, I literally love him. But yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna get it one of these days. Goddamn it! Ah, Jesus. So anyway, just to bring that all together, wrestling trivia game. It might be a thing. If you like it, let somebody know. You could tweet at us. You could retweet the Jamarco show and say you like it. You could message him on Facebook. You could email us. Make your opinion known. Make it known that you listened to something and liked it or hated it. You could hate it because we even have that as as a snippet because In Living Color is a great show. Isn't that right, Tony? Yeah, it is. It's a great show. It really is. And I would appreciate it if you just, you know... Take a time to listen. Hate it. <laughs> My riffing's getting worse. Yeah, that wasn't Jesus the best. Can, <laughs> you, hey, can, oh, okay, do us a favor, Tony. Lead us into topic one and then maybe go get a bottle of water or something. Or one more white claw. I got balls. Well, right I know here. you ain't talking balls. You you went off the rails last week with your <laughs> I know I did. That was awesome. Maybe Jim yeah. B. just makes me angry. I you never know. Find out because I finished that bottle a little bit ago. So we'll we'll see how I feel today. Last week during the podcast because that's the how the fuck it sounded. That was like sixty percent gone. When you hear the when you hear the drums, just be quiet. Okay. And now, 
And now, just to piss off Platt. God damn Gentlemen, Wednesday Night War. I heard NXT was absolutely phenomenal tonight. I did appreciate another episode of AEW in parts. So, Mr. Belaz, would you like me to start off by talking about what happened tonight on AEW Dynamite as we bury the lead in the first topic just to piss Platt off? Well, yeah. no, I, I would like to start off by saying I, too, grew up with a Casio keyboard, and I, too, made beats on my Casio keyboard, Nate and Nick Jackson. Nate? It's Matt and Nick. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Nate, you just made him sound like even whiter motherfuckers, like they own a ski lodge. Next yes, time it's because like, Matt's a yes, because Matt's be, a very uh, ethnic name. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, the next is gonna be like Clark and Dayton Jackson. <laughs> it's gonna be Biff and uh. <laughs> Hi, my name is Nate, and this is my brother Nick, and we're the Jacksons. And we really prefer a solid collar and elbow. T- <laughs> Hi, y'all. It's gonna be Biff and Bar. Bartholomew Jackson. <laughs> Much like we tie up the yacht at the shore. <laughs> but go ahead, y'all, man, because I got to lean back, man, because, you know, we're recording this on a Wednesday night, and I didn't get to see shit from the Monday Night Wars because some goddamn police officers decided they were going to keep me out of my goddamn house. So I had to go all the way to fuck around like I'm going back to my goddamn shoot job just to get to my motherfucking house because it was some cops and a bunch of construction workers fucking with shit around my residence. And goddamn it, they better have found some teenage mutant goddamn Ninja Turtles for all the bullshit they put me through. But go ahead. What's that night wars? Let's go for it. Yeah, lead, lead with the dynamite. Set us up with the boom. No, I, I'm I'm a blue fifty-two audible Omaha Omaha. Whoa 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 whoa! Just like to, just relax. But to actually watch this motherfucker. Hold right. on, hold on. Is fifty-two no, no, the wait, mic wait, or is wait, it fifty-five? Hold on, no fifty. Call out. Fifty-five is always the fucking mic. Okay, so here's the deal. <laughs> we could talk about AEW Dynamite, or we could listen to Platt's feelings on how, you know, his mental registry was battling itself on his way home tonight. I'd rather listen to that. That's your point. I'm That's only looking point. out for the listeners. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'd love you to take us through your mental state step by step as you approach yes. the blockage, as you finally had to turn around, and, and eventually when you got home. Give us the psychological breakdown and make sure it doesn't sound like constipation like Tani just made it sound like. Well, what I kind of felt like what that. the fucking yes. <laughs> oh, we got a title. Well, I kind of I felt like I just did that. Okay, can so we, okay, so I, I'm, I'm. Can we swear in the titles? Yes. Yeah, just put like um a bunch Amber of ampersands uh, and weird yes. signs and shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really want to do that, but fine. I mean, but even I, if you don't, I think it's fine. I literally feel like I just did that though. Okay, so I I, I get off. From my shoot job, which I hate, but you know that doesn't differentiate me from what ninety nine point nine with the line across. So that is very relatable. Good job, you are relating to the average Joe, which is our listener. You are such a good person. Continue. Shut up. (laughs) 
even when you're being genuine, it sounds disingenuous, and you just want to <laughs> punch you in the mouth. I know, and it's just funny how you just cut the legs out from under it all the time. And you're just like, fuck you, shut up. That's how it sounds, man. <laughs> and, you know, we've been doing this for a while. We've had our ups and downs. I, I generally have love for you as a person. I really do, because I know you're you're underneath all the smugness, you're actually a really good dude. So I love you for that, but shut the fuck up. You, you know, smug I, prick. I grew up with way too much Eric Bischoff, and I don't always know how to turn it off. I'm sorry. Yeah, but you, but lo and behold, you have not a near not a stitch of his hair. But maybe that's me cutting blood. What? What? I got plenty. I got plenty of hair. Shut up. Look at it. Anywho, ha- half half of it's the beard, but you know, you know, the, the rest of it's nice. It's just it's not flowy at the moment because I, I got the beard going. What's up with your zero dark thirty uh uh picture and picture in this motherfucker that just came up? Well, we see the tea tree oil. I've been working on the beard, so it looks zero dark thirty because my I'm, man, stuff. you got some tea tree. I listen, I listen to Amber because that was a good idea. So this is a sandalwood kind of stuff. So. My man, it smells good and it keeps it, you shiny. It, it does, it does, and it stops your uh you from scratching your face all the time, don't it? It's good it for jerking off does. too. That's, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know how this works, man. Yeah, I've been doing this for a while. And yeah, you're right, Tony. It it does help for that. It makes everything smell better afterwards. <laughs> the only problem when you go down, it tickles their thighs. But that's neither here nor there. Oh yeah. I mean, it even does that when you get like the little soul patch. That that's the beauty about the soul it's a patch. F- flavor saver. Yes. The flavor saver. <laughs> this, this saves a lot of flavor. This is like it saves lunch, dinner, and whatever happens afterwards. So that's that's a good time. Yeah, yeah. This, this is yeah. This, this is like a memory quilt right here. You know, <laughs> that's how that one works. And Andrew's beard out here smelling like the main shift at Magic City right now. As long as it's not Magic Mike. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> there was a crowd. They'd be chanting MVP right now. <laughs> I'm glad I popped you, Tony, because I popped me as well. So it wasn't just me. That's fair. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, man. I'm telling you right now, folks. Rules according to Tony. The first rule of podcasting is the first priority is to pop yourself. And others will listen and follow along. <laughs> that's a, that that's that's not only appropriate, but that's a fucking true story. Experienced podcasters will tell you that. But no, let's let's get back to wrestling, man. Because yeah, my story, I, I literally just laid out my story. You know, before y'all told me to lay out my story, I was just super pissed. I come off from a bad day at the shoot job, which I hate. You know, had a bad, you know, last hour. Didn't get out that motherfucker on time because, you know, I didn't get out that, that motherfucker on time. So then I'm riding back and I'm riding and I'm thinking about podcasting and thinking about some cool shit that I might be able to say on this podcasting waves to get people to pop or whatever the case may be. And I'm also looking forward to seeing a little bit of the Wednesday Night Wars. I don't know what AEW got going on, but I know NXT had a packed ass show and I knew NXT was going to show their ass this week. So I'm driving, I'm driving. It's like, well, oh shit, I got to podcast this evening. 
it might behoove me, which means it's in my best interest, to go get a little lubrication for the situation if you smell what I'm cooking. Before so you keep I, going, can I interject here? You're also feeling a little pissed at me. No, I didn't get pissed at you until later. Okay, sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to jump ahead. I hope we get to that point in the story. Continue. And I wasn't even pissed at you. I was just pissed at no, the No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, hold on. No, no. You were mad. Go ahead. Just hold on to that for later. It's all good. So, it's fine. Okay, we'll so that. I'm worried Folks, about getting my tuned. lubrication for the situation. And now so the rest I, of the story. So, you know, where my residence is, I have two choices. I can either go straight into my residence or I could bust that smooth left right there and go maybe like a maybe a mile, probably more like 0.78 eight miles up the road to go to my local gas station where they, they love me and well, they play like they love me and I can go get my lubrication. So I walk in the gas station and I have this weird thing going on with the dude that works the night shift because, you know, every time he's like, hello, sir, how are you? And Aww. I would say, oh, not too bad. So after saying that about 50, 11 times, the dude finally asked me, well, what does not too bad mean? And, you know, it, it never dawned on me like, oh, shit, this motherfucker's not from here. So he might not understand like American colloquials you know what I mean like that's that's fair that 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 that's fair so I explained to him what not too bad meant so then after that point every time I see this melon farmer it means okay motherfucker every time I see this melon farmer hello son how are you I'm doing good man how are you oh not too bad this shit's been going on good thing good job this shit's been going on for damn near a year now. And, you know, I, he's trying to be friendly, so I can't just, like, shit on him totally. So in my head, I just roll my eyes and keep it moving. So I got my cervezas and my beverages and whatnot and my little cigars and whatnot. So then I'm coming back to the house so I can get prepared, hopefully thinking that I can catch a couple of minutes of AEW and NXT and take a couple shots of vodka that we have in the, in the, in the kitchen, right? So I get there. I pull up. By the time I get back, it's a goddamn cop car. They got two barricades up, and there's three construction trucks. I don't even know what the fuck to call them outside. So it's like, oh shit, I literally have to go there. So the distance between where I'm at and where I need to go, how can I put this to people? This is like the distance from the SmackDown announce booth to the edge of the ring. Okay. So, that's probably even not a fair assessment, but it's just really fucking close. That's all the sentiment (laughs) that I'm trying to display here. It's really goddamn close. And all these motherfuckers gotta do is just let me through, I make, I bust a quick left, and I'm out of everybody's hair. But no, that's not gonna happen, right? So I'm like, God damn, all right. So maybe there's a back way that I can get in the motherfucker. So I bust this right, and I'm going, and I'm going, and I turn on the GPS, and the GPS, it, it takes me a couple of back ways. So I'm thinking, okay, cool. Because you know how the GPS is on your phone. Sometimes they can sense when there's construction going on or there's an accident or something like that, and they'll let you know, and they'll say, hey, if you want to reroute, let's do this. So I'm thinking, okay, they're going to do that. The motherfucker. Fucker don't do that. And I end up exactly where the fuck I was at previously. And I'm like, God damn, what the fuck, GPS? So ultimately, I ended up having to go all the way, like, damn there, like I'm going back to work. And then once I get in this position where I'm almost on my way back to work, 
I got to double back, and then I can ride in. Now, in the midst of all of this, I'm clearly pissed at these pig motherfuckers. I'm clearly pissed. Like I said, man, between the pigs and the construction, they better found some goddamn TJ. I can't even say it. Some goddamn Ninja Turtles better been in that goddamn sewer, and that's why they precluded my way of getting home. But in the midst of all of this, all of this, Earlier in the day, I had sent out a message in our private group text. And it's like, hey, hey, man, we need to do this song. It, You know, Five Dog from Tropical Quest, one of my favorite groups of all time. He died. This was his oh, birthday. Don't you Yada. dare. Yeah. Don't you dare. Song. Don't you fucking dare. In the midst of all this fuckery that I'm don't going through. Don't you fucking dare. I get a text to our group chat. Don't you dare. From else but Mr. Me. Moderator himself, Mr. Hi. PC Tunney. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, well, I hate the song, Platt, but I got you. And I'm like, at that point, I'm because like, I'm already at like 15. That shit took me to about 18. <laughs> Why do I'm I like, sound like DP? Point. Why the fuck do I sound like DP when you're reading my messages to you? How I'm supposed to sound, man? How oh, you supposed to sound? Oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh. You have to throw in a don't you know when you're talking about PC because you have to make it sound more Midwestern, more Wisconsin. <laughs> I don't know about that song, don't you know? <laughs> there we go. I like that. That sounds better. Gentlemen, as I pop my white claw, don't you know? Green Bay Packers, don't you know? <laughs> Goddamn my cat's in the shot now, don't you know? <laughs> I'm going to ignore him and pull up my, my hoodie. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it, what the fuck? Out of everything that's happening today, can I get one goddamn win? And the one goddamn win I was counting on was the goddamn song trying to pay respects to my man Five Dog. God damn it. And then what eventually happened? I got home. And I played your fucking song, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, I guess. And that's uh and that's the Wednesday night war. There we go. <laughs> and that's Texas two step, huh? <laughs> so nobody wanted to talk about anything that actually happened to wrestling related? I don't think anybody gives a shit. Well, I know nobody gives a shit about AEW this night, but I thought that uh NXT was gonna put <laughs> a, a fire ass show. That's awesome. Yeah, NXT was an amazing show, though. So, <laughs> oh, fuck that. Okay, um, I'll re- okay you, let's do this real quick. I'll recap AEW. Andrew, you can recap NXT. So, sure. AEW. Um, Billy Gunn's bigger than everybody there, and he looked better than everybody <laughs> there, and that really pissed me the fuck off. Um, yeah, uh, Jericho was kind of funny tonight with with SCU and Darby Allen and Dean Ambrose was fun to watch. Anything else? Oh, sorry, Luchasaurus. There. Did I miss anything? No. All How right, did Andrew, you feel about Phoenix versus Nick Jackson? Yeah, that was really cool, but why are they out there in singles match when you're trying to build a fucking, you know, Tag team great. I built the story, etc. Because you got to eat up two hours, and they thought that might be a good way. Oh, oh, wait, I know why. Because they don't have a fucking any depth in the singles fucking category. There you go. 
There we go. Those are the unabashed, unabridged thoughts of PC Tunney on AEW Dynamite. I've been drinking, but what's new? True. I'm glad I got NXT because shit, it was such a good fucking episode. It opens up with Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch calls out everybody. You get a little Shayna's gonna kill you chant. Rhea Ripley comes out. They have a fight, which everybody and their brother knew it wasn't gonna end clean because you can't have either one of them look bad going into war games and Survivor Series. So, But that was fun for what it was. Then you got Kona Reeves comes out looking all smug and shit for his match with Matt Riddle because he's the finest. Out of literal nowhere, the fucking camera shot was perfect. Ricochet just flies out of the crowd, drop kicks Kona Reeves' fucking stupid ass into like a ring post and kills him. And then just slides into the ring. So then it's Ricochet versus Matt Riddle, which was awesome. That was a damn good match. A little bit of fuckery because Cesaro and Nakamura show up, but Riddle did get the visible pinfall because of shenanigans-ish, sort of, not really. But then there was a like a Donnie Brook afterwards, which is fine. Um, then you had probably one of the the best tag matches I've seen all year with the revival and the undisputed era Red Dragon. Fish and O'Reilly, whatever you want to call them. That was, it was a beautiful fucking match. Like, it was well-wrestled, well-paced, good tag team psychology. Everything was just beautiful about that match. Everything. Like, I, I can't go on enough about that match. That And that match went on longer than the AEW Battle Royal. Because I flipped between at some point, went back to NXT to get the beginning of that match as the Battle Royal was starting. And by the time the, the tag match was over, we were already into the Jericho SCU promo. So that tells you something when a so, tag match gets more time than a Battle Royal. So who, who won the match? Undisputed Era with total elimination. Okay, so that means that the Revival probably went on Sunday because I'm assuming New Day, New Day is there to eat the pin. Well, yeah... Maybe, I mean, the revival. What are the right for the revival in anything? Because New Day has the tag belt. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's not even the revival, it's the goddamn uh, Viking whatever's. Yeah, Viking Raiders. Yeah, yeah I'm that's, tripping, that's man. That's uh, war I, I beg your pardon. What odds would you guys give that the NXT wins zero matches at Survivor Series? I think that's that's not gonna happen. That's zero percent. Even even though they won a lot of matches today on NXT, you're not gonna have them get swept. I, they, they're gonna get at least one on Survivor Series, at least one. I'm I'm going out there right now. I think they get swept. I don't think NXT doesn't win a goddamn thing. I'll give it ten percent just because of how they did SmackDown last year. But um, I yeah, it's hard for me to believe that NXT is gonna go oh for the bagels because. I mean, you know, that's the the that's the match that's going up against your quote unquote comp, or that's the the brand that's going up against your quote unquote competition. So you can't just totally bury them, can you? Yeah, yeah but anything, what, you want them to look better. What drives the IWC more than a brand that's being ignored, disrespected, and pushed down? Yeah, that didn't work too well for SmackDown when they got swept last year, though. It's not a and, fucking and indie brand, that though. That was clearly the better show at the time. What was that, Tony? Completely different, completely different scenarios. NXT is more of a... Don't do that. <laughs> and playing the part of Andrew Snowflake Blast this evening is the esteemed PC Tony. 
yeah, man, you can't do that to people. And that was not even English. I don't even know what I went there. I'm just about to say, what? Okay. But no, like, I, I think NXT has to win a couple because they, just like what Chris said, they're going against AEW. It's the only thing that visibly has competition. So you're going to want to draw attention and make it seem like it's pretty big. So, And that's what they've done for three else, weeks, though. It's going to be Shayna. That's what they've done for three weeks. So haven't they done that already? And now you add to the storyline, you add to the people and piss them off even more and go, well, now I'm going to support it even more because they didn't win anything. I don't I don't think that's how the IWC would work. They'd be pissed off. I mean, like, WWE doesn't understand and they're fucking stupid and this, that, the other thing. And it's not going to drive up viewership. That That's okay. my take. You might be right, but I, I don't think that's how that would work if well, NXT well, gets swept. Well, let's stare to the skid here gentlemen what's next on the docket is it the war games or the survivor series because clearly I mean, y'all war games no- is technically next because it's saturday and then survivor series is sunday all right well mr claw you got you got you got smackdown on friday captain game i thought you were you got Yoda. Wh- there. You got no. I'm, I'm trying to tie it all. You got War Games on Saturday. You got Survivor Series on Sunday. You got Raw on Monday, and then Tuesday is just kind of relaxed a little bit. But NWA is back up in Chicago on Wednesday. I'm fairly certain. No, uh, AEW. My bad. We also have Carlton on Sunday, but that's neither here nor there. No, that's the name. No, 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 no. That's the name of your new pet. And we're going to fucking transition again with the same goddamn song because it's fucking war games. It's not unusual. No, it's not unusual. What? I like that song. Go ahead. I'll I'll, I'll accompany you. I don't know all the lyrics. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. This sounds like AEW's motherfucking song. Every time I see Kylie Ray anywhere. I wish that they would left her in her women's division. Jericho's tripping. Oh, good God. It would be. La, <laughs> La Champion likes to drink that bubbly down. <laughs> and show the girls on the roster his pee-pee. But when Billy Gunn comes out to the ring, he makes the rest of your mid-carters look like shit. Oh, yes, he does. He looks like he should be main event, but that's not good for AEW. It ended better than I thought it would, but it still wasn't good. Yeah, no, that was rough. I'm telling you right I'm, now. I'm glad that DeMarco wants to do a trivia show and not a karaoke show, because fucking Christ. That's crap. <laughs> oh, I'm here for the karaoke show. Yeah, but <laughs> karaoke, yeah. Platt, challenge accepted. Let's just turn the rest of this show into karaoke. <laughs> no. <laughs> Whoa, games, get down, y'all. What, what is, is it good, good for? for? Nothing without Dusty. Sing it again. <laughs> <laughs> he 
how much better how much better would AEW be if Dusty was still alive? And like his transition, like he left WWE and just kind of sat back and then they brought this on and they let Dusty run AEW. Like he was head of he was Vince McMahon of AEW. How much better would it be? I mean, we look back on the Dusty booking error with rose-colored glasses, but the problem is Dusty was Dusty, and Dusty was over, but Dusty was going to make sure that Dusty always stayed over, and everything else, you know. He had a great mind, but as the sole booker, I I don't know how that's going to work in 2019. Plus, you also have to wonder if AEW would even exist if Dusty was still alive, because a lot of Cody's indie push came because of what happened with Dusty. That's true. He might still be in, in the E right now, getting a decent-sized push. You know, I never saw Cody as a main eventer, but Upper Mick Carter, yeah, okay. Because I know when he first started, like when he went to Impact, and then when he first did his thing in like New Japan and ROH, and he did the babyface thing, a lot of it was based off the, the dusty tattoo on his chest and being, you know, Dusty's kid before he adapted the uh, American Nightmare kind of persona. So I don't think he'd be as over. Plus, his promos, you know, he wouldn't be able to drop his dad's name every 27 seconds when he needed a pop. So if, if Pops was still alive, then Pops might not be too happy with you using his name constantly. Don't do that, Balls, like Cody ain't been dropping fire promos. Come on, man. I mean, yes, he's playing up on his dad. <laughs> <laughs> How he's... many of his promos that have been good have it, have not involved the words Dusty and Rhodes? <laughs> Promos have been bad, though. That's my thing. Oh, so, no, I, like I said, when we talked about it before, his promos have been good, and he says it with conviction, but he also retreads the same thing to get, like, the nostalgia slash sympathy pop, which is also interesting on Tony's, you know, hyperbole. What, what, what you mean? Like, uh, if you smell I, what the rock is cooking, or, oh, hell yeah, or... No, but how about this? You, play. Or, Let me tell you something, brother. But you and I were on Attitude of Aggression with Big Dave, and he mistaken my ladies' man impression for Dusty Rhodes. How about that? It transcended all the way to the ladies' man SNL character into a fully, you know, produced and pushed motion picture in theater. Well, that's just because Dusty stole his gimmick from a brother named Thunderbolt Patterson, but that's neither here nor there. Like, that's not helping our cases at all. I mean, Master of Disguise was the movie, too, so what's that say? I don't even know what's happening now. I'm not sure either. I wasn't sure if we were talking about bad movies or just gimmicks that happened to do a thing. I was but, talking about you know, how the ladies' know. man, Leon Phelps, sounds a lot like Dusty <laughs> Rhodes. So does everybody with a lisp. Yeah. <laughs> if Jack yeah. Swagger said more than sorry, he'd sound like Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> you imagine Jack Swagger as Dusty Rhodes? Break your ankle, baby. <laughs> we need to Hard times, daddy. We the people have hard times. Man. (laughs) All right. Here's what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to kick it over to Alfred, and we're going to do a commercial, and we'll find out (laughs) when we come back whether or not we're going to go to an actual topic or just going to continue to just talk shit. Because I don't know. This will be fun. Apparently, that's what people want. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thecheshop.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. 
All right, gentlemen, so now that we've done an absolutely professional and thorough job of covering the Wednesday Night War and War Games. <laughs> we covered War Games? Yeah. I'm not that drunk, man. When did we cover War Games? We, we just, talked about Dusty. It's fine. We Don't just worry did. about it. We, we, we got, it got it. there. That was out. the match beyond. It's like That was the topic beyond for the match beyond Dusty. Man, I wish I had, I wish I had that song, but I'm a survivor. Think Dusty Rhodes ever sang Destiny's Child? I could be wrong. I would appreciate it if you would sing it though and help us transition into the next topic. Can you suck, suffer and suck a tash? He's hit I'm it right. a survivor. I'm not gonna give up. If you want me to stop singing, Platt, you better start now. Well, if that's okay, I'm a survivor. Baby, I'm not going to work harder. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to work harder, baby, because it's hard time. So I'm going to work harder, if you will. They both from Texas, by the way, Dusty's Child and Dusty Rhodes. (laughs) Gentlemen, I want your specific (laughs) thoughts. I actually want specific thoughts on this. Specific thoughts? Is that what you said? No, 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 no. Pacific or Atlantic? Which ones are we going with? No, no, no. I may have messed up a few words earlier, but but I specifically said specific thoughts correctly, so you're not going to get me on that one. I I like the Pacific better. It's just that, you know, in 30 years, that shit's going to be earthquaked off the map and just floating out into the sea somewhere and become an island, but whatever. That's a good point. So speaking of Survivor Series, let's talk about the people that are trying to survive after that actual earthquake happens on the West Coast. You mean like Escape from L.A.? Like, that was a good movie. So I think that happens. Didn't we already see what happens after that earthquake happens? Okay, Pretty gentlemen. Much. Yes. Your thoughts on a brand new version of Survivor Series, whereas it seems to be a triple threat match in these Survivor Series matches and the addition of NXT. How do you like the tri-brand? What are your thoughts? What are your expectations as we move into Survivor Series? Let's talk a little wrestling. Well, talk amongst yourselves, please, and thank you. Wow. Wow, wow. that's just dismissive. What, no, a, what, a, what, a, what do you what do you mean not, this I'm, is impact? No, I'm wow. <laughs> Tessa Blanchard is number one contender for the Impact I gotta go. World Championship. I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. Shout out to uh, Tessa Blanchard, by the way, her and uh Daka or Daga got engaged this week. So that shout is out, true. Shout yeah, out to dead I'm ass. I'm going to say some things, but I'm interested to hear you all's thoughts going into Survivor Series because, frankly, I'm excited for this pay-per-view. I, I like the adding in of NXT. It kind of takes NXT away from um, developmental brand into, like, real shit that we should probably pay attention to and take notice of. Triple H has been really good during this whole build. I, I, I like NXT just coming in and wrecking shop on both shows. And... And we haven't even gotten to the the Rey Mysterio Brock Lesnar match, which that build has been phenomenal. Like that that goes all the way, way back to Rey having his losing streak and losing his smile and all that goofy shit, and, and up until where we're at now, that's been a hell of a build. And it's included Cain Velasquez, Dominic, who's like three feet taller than his dad, but whatever the case may be, <laughs> uh, you know, you might want to get a DNA test there. But uh, <laughs> but no, that's a that's been a cool build. Uh, the Fiend versus Daniel. Bryant, that's been a cool build. That's going to be a pretty good match, hopefully, if they don't put it all out in red. But just overall, man, I'm 
very much looking forward to this Survivor Series pay-per-view, and I would appreciate hearing you gentlemen's thoughts about it so I can shit on them. Hey, there's nothing to shit on, because on paper, the match should be good. So I'm looking forward to most of what's going on. I haven't really watched a ton of SmackDown or Raw leading up to it, because the two taped ones were spoiled, and they were nothing spectacular, and... Raw doing the whole Lana Lashley thing doesn't interest me. It may interest you and Amber, but it does nothing for me. So I just kind of tune out of that. And I, I don't I think part of the beauty of things is I can look at the card and I'm actually excited for the card, but I don't really want to watch Raw or SmackDown because I feel like that would just ruin any kind of excitement I have with some kind of bullshit stupid thing happening or a bad promo or or a dumb interaction or something like that so as the cards stand i'm actually really looking forward to it i'm looking forward to the the roddy strong aj style shinsuke nakamura match a lot i'm looking forward to the uh, the fiend versus daniel bryan match a bit and you know it it should all be good stuff and i'm also curious who the fuck nxt is gonna put together since they don't actually have their survivor series teams made because i guess it's gonna be maybe whoever wins war games or however the fallout happens there. So there's, there's still some things to be unpacked there. So that makes that interesting, but the show should be fun. I just don't really want to watch the lead up shows. Cause that's where WWE tends to lose me. Plus they do really good video packages anyway. So I don't need to watch their weekly television. Is Black on? Come on, come on, shit away. Let's go. I thought Tuddy was going to talk shit. I don't know. I, I thought that was your cue to shit. I'm not sure. Oh, Tuddy, do you want to say anything? I'm used to not talking, so. Well, talk, motherfucker, shit. <laughs> Only when I'm not invited to. That's when I like to talk. Okay, Tony, I don't want you to talk. So, no. What is this going to be like the SEO Jericho thing? We have to pull reverse psychology on you? All right, Chris. We don't <laughs> Rabbit want season. To talk duck season. Rabbit season. Day. Tuck season. It, it, it brings the quality of the show down when Tony decides to add his two cents. Tony, don't add your two cents now. Don't do it. We don't like when you do that. Not at all. Less is more with <laughs> Mr. Tony in this situation. <laughs> it is. He's just is. Yes. You're, you're you're the albatross around the neck that is pied his war, sir. Hey, albatrosses were good luck too. I'm always searching for an albatross if you're a golfer, but. I don't understand why you have it's NXT. Good reference, Tony. I give you that one. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. I don't understand, and we talked about this before. I think I don't know. I talked to a lot of people, but why would you have an NXT invasion ish kind of angle going on across all the television shows and culminated on a weekend where they have a pay per view right before the main roster pay per view, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, you're already giving NXT a disadvantage going in to Survivor Series because a majority and a large part of the roster has to deal with work the night before. So, it sets it up totally for NXT to lose every fucking match, which is great, in my opinion. And I already told you why, but that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to the weekend. It's Chicago. It's CM Punk territory. You're going to have a ton of motherfucking chance. Uh, that's really all I can guarantee you for 
War well, games. Number one, and... Billy Gunn does look amazing, and he literally is two feet taller than everybody else on the AEW. Every motherfucker. They want to put Adam Page over as motherfucking big man, and he fucking, he's head and shoulders above him. He's way thicker than Luchasaurus, too. Billy Gunn would be their best big man in the motherfucking company. Are you kidding me? Don't even get me started right now. You got me started. <laughs> Billy Gunn's a low-key big dude, though, man. Like, I put him and, and Booker T in that category. Like, they're a lot bigger than you think they are. Like, Billy's probably a legit 6'5 in this melon farmer. Like, he's a big melon farmer. When you watch I, Billy Gunn in an AAW ring, you see the difference between WWE and everybody else. Oh, well, yeah, because Billy Luchasaurus and Jack Swagger are, like, the three biggest guys in the whole fucking company. And I, I did think that Hangman was bigger than he was, and then I just saw him. He just eliminated Billy Gunn, and I saw that Billy was towering over Hangman. So, all right, t- all right, Tony, uh, I guess a broken clock is right at least twice a day, right? So y- y- there you go. Booker T, five-time? Me, two-time. But, you know, go, going back to the private <laughs> series, I mean, this is a showcase weekend for NXT. You know, they, they, know that they, they knew that they had to come out big, because it was the go-home show for, you know, Survivor Series and the whole weekend. I mean, this whole weekend is about NXT kind of staking their claim. Again, like I said earlier previously, man, I I don't think that they're going to lose every single match at Survivor Series. You got to do something to keep them strong against their competition. But their big thing is, is TakeOver. And typically how these TakeOvers go is that the TakeOver ends up being better than the actual WWE main card. And I don't see any reason why this won't be the same. They should be all no decisions on takeover from interference okay. from the main roster. I mean, you said you hated TNA Impact because that sounds like some TNA Impact shit. <laughs> no, but what does. if you set up Survivor yeah. Series by Raw and SmackDown invading the end of and having no no finishes to any matches on on War Games? Seriously, so think about know, it. No, 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 no. Over in history. No, no, think about it. They have these great matches, but at the end, either Raw or SmackDown comes in and they destroy all of it. You're, you're telling me you're not going to tune in the next night to see Survivor Series and what NXT, NXT can do? A weekend for NXT to lose everything. Bro, the people that are tuning in for Survivor Series are tuning in to Survivor Series regardless. I'm saying, I'm just, let's get creative. And there's nuts? probably at least half of them that aren't going to tune into War Games anyway. Because there's the casual ones that tune in for the Big Four. Well, and this was what this was all about, in my humble opinion. Trying to get people invested in the NXT product so they can start to beat AEW in the ratings. You know what I mean? And maybe get people to tune into the War Games. and Because the NXT pay-per-views always deliver. Even my mother loved the NXT TakeOver, so they always deliver. So maybe that gets people excited about that product, and then they tune in on Wednesday to the A- excuse me, to the NXT show and tune out the AEW show. Why would you burn your money, though? What are you talking about? Why would you burn your money? How you burn your money, man, and people are going to tune into the network anyway. You still got the 1.2 to 2 million people viewing into the network. That's not burning your money. You're trying to get people why to, to, would you, to NXT. Why would you put NXT over and burn your money? Where's your money come from? It's the same money, Tony. No, it's not. Hey, that rhymes. It's the same money, Tony. Hey. It's not. It's not the same money, though. How? NXT, like N- NXT, NXT is an aftermath for USA. 
and and NXT has nothing to do with Fox. So why would you burn your money? They just earned tied two billion dollar deals, man. No takebacks. Okay. Fox, neither Fox nor USA is going to say, well, you know, uh, you put you're telling NXT me there aren't stipulations on the money that they can collect from commercials on each show and the ratings, etc. No, no. If the ratings get too low, obviously there's probably some kind of contingency, but NXT is still USA, so that's tied into some of the raw outcomes, most likely. Fox needs to get some of the wins to get some momentum, especially with how far that has fallen since its debut at 4 million and now it's like at 2-3 or 2-2 or something like that so Fox needs a lot of momentum NXT needs some momentum probably because the same reasons you're talking about with with ratings the USA people probably want to beat AEW and they're probably sick of that but they enjoy the positive you know Twitter feeds and the, the hashtags and the, the 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 word of mouth is fairly positive about this whole Survivor Series war game setup. So I don't know why you wouldn't ride the wave of positivity and see if it can maybe bleed over into the main roster, so to speak, which usually has gotten panned, you know, on social media for the last couple of years. And I don't see where two three or two two is a bad rating for a Friday night. I mean, what the fuck else are they watching? reruns of goddamn blue bloods on cbs i mean when it started at four that is a big dip well i mean it, we knew it was gonna come in high and eventually it was gonna shake back down to the median like oh, you know what that, I mean? that's a hard drop though it's like me at a party <laughs> son of a bitch is it that hard of a drop though because they they, they they said The Rock was going to be there. They said Hogan was going to be there. Flair was going to be there. Taker was going to be there. They advertised Austin. I mean, granted, Austin and Taker didn't show, but, I mean, is it really that hard of a drop considering it's a Friday night? I don't think they expected to lose 40% of their audience just because The Rock and Stone Cold or The Rock and Taker weren't there. But that's why they're The Rock and Stone Cold or The Rock and Taker. You know what I'm saying. I think you know what I'm saying too. I do. I agree with. I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I feel like you think Fox had higher expectations. uh, Yes, I think they did. I think they were expecting between two, five, and three. I don't think think they were expecting barely in the twos, more or less. I think not only do we. I think we have a new tag team partner for Tokyo 3K. And who's that? The Rocking Taker. The rocking taker. Rocking taker. <laughs> How's that work? Old man in a rocking chair taking things from people. <laughs> Rest in peace, Jabroni. He's got a rocking chair in the corner. Somebody does a drop kick, then they come up with one less boot, and you just see the rocking taker with the boot in his hand, rocking back and forth. <laughs> no, he's just like walking down the street. He's like, Rest in. That's fine. And there will be no Tokyo 3K Slander on these airwaves, sir. He is a phenomenal athlete and one of the best in the world at what he does. Yeah, and to be honest, I wouldn't even know where to start, to be honest with you. So what matches are, and Tony, we'll start with you, man. What match are you most looking forward to in the weekend period? I would say the match I'm most looking forward to is going to be Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt. I think if they really want to make a splash and do something different, they'll have Daniel Bryan win the title. Mr. Belaz? He's going to say, uh, you're going to say uh, New Japan on access, ain't you? 
Hey! No, <laughs> I'm actually going to say Shinsuke, Roddy, and AJ because I think we talked about it last couple weeks. You've got somebody who was the face of ROH, the face of TNA, and one of the, the three musketeers of New Japan. So three people that were really integral before WWE meeting up for some reason is kind of, it's a dream match within itself. Now, ideally, we saw how Shinsuke AJ dream match ended up with low blows and bullshit. But I feel like they understand what this weekend is, and it's going to just be better, better wrestling. And we should actually get a real match. Pot is war. Yeah. I, I... Low blows and bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree because I've been. That's your name, actually. I've been. Fooled done and done. Times. Sorry. I'll Thank you. Can I talk now? No. Yeah, we... go. No, you oh, can well, talk now. Thank you, gentlemen. I so appreciate it. Y'all no, let me no, no. get Oh, never mind. No, no never No, no, no you can't it. talk. No, you can't talk anymore. No, you can't talk anymore. No, God no, you're done. No, no. Uh, yeah. I guess uh, 14th Amendment really don't mean shit, huh? <laughs> I'm just preparing people for topic four. That's all. But no, um, I've been fooled way too many times, man. I just caught that, huh? <laughs> but yeah, I've been fooled way too many times by both Hillske and AJ in terms of I thought that they were gonna go out and steal the show with a match. And as much as I love Roderick Strong, hell, I love Shinsuke, I love AJ as well. You know, my expectations are tempered for that match because they've been disappointed before. You know, regarding matches, can you know concerning sixty sixty six percent of that match. So mm-hmm. that being said, it probably is going to steal the show because my expectations are so low. And I've been on these airwaves said the most you know uh, umpteen times the best way to watch wrestling is to temper your expectations. But the match that I'm most looking forward to this weekend is Rey Mysterio versus Brock Lesnar. I mean, they told a hell of a story because I didn't know where they were going at first you know having Ray just lose and lose and lose and then it's like oh shit maybe I ain't got it no more and then his son that's three feet taller than him and they need to get a DNA test about said no I still believe in you dad and then you know what did Ray do he turned around and won the number one contenders match so he said okay I'm going to win the universal title with my son in the front row because I'm proud of my son I love my son my son is proud of me and that's my inspiration and that's some shit that you can really sink your teeth into and then all of a sudden Brock comes out just being a big ass heel and bully not only does he beat the shit out of Ray he beats the shit out of Dominic shout out to Dominic because he took some great ass bumps and Ray Mm -hmm. can do nothing but sit there and watch his son get the shite beat out of him by this big ass bully for no fucking reason so what happens kayfabe because conan is dominic's actual godfather but that's neither here nor there but so kayfabe what happens dominic's laid up in the hospital his godfather came velas king velasquez jesus christ the i was about to say did you make him related to me suddenly <laughs> it's andrew and kane velas andrew and kane velas <laughs> dominic's godfather who put that legit on Brock Lesnar's face said, I'm going to come out and avenge me familiar. So Ray's like, cool, let's get it. The match happens, Brock beats the shit out of him. And then Ray beats the shit out of Brock with whatever the fuck it was. And then so Brock is so pissed off, he quits SmackDown, goes back over to Raw just for the sole purpose of finding little Ray Ray and beating the shit out of little Ray Ray. He beats up uh, D.O. Madden, he punks out Jerry the King Lawler, he beats up some random melon farmers backstage 
Ray outsmarts him out of all of this, comes out with a pipe, beats the shit out of him, and it creates more and more heat. And now they call it a what is it? Is it? it it's not a. Is it a street fight or 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 no holds barred or no disqualification? Which one of the three is it? Because they're all the same thing. But which one of the three is it? That's a good question. I don't know if either way, y'all know what it is. It's not a, a quote unquote sanctioned match. Like it's not just like a in between the rings and rules apply match, which gives the opportunity for no Rey holds Mysterio, barred. Thank you, no holds barred for Rey Mysterio to actually have a legitimate shot at winning this because he could come in there with his pipe and his bat and his chair and all of that. So it makes and his it- cane and his Dominic and his blast, and it actually <laughs> sets up to where Ray Ray has a legitimate shot to actually win this. Like, they've told a damn good story, and people shit on WWE because of some of their storytelling, and I mean, it's not all roses and bubblegum, but this storyline and, and this match, they've built to this beautifully, and that's why I'm looking forward to it, because it's the one match on the card that I'm the most emotionally invested in. I have an alternate ending for you. Let's go for it. No, I think you're both going to really like it. What, they're going to tag team Sable? Is that what you're going to say, Falker? What if Dominic turns on Ray and ends up being the very next Paul Heyman guy because no one else has been able to be a Paul Heyman guy? I mean, I've I've seen that bantied around a lot on the IWC. I wouldn't like it, but... I mean, if if Dominic has signed a deal with WWE, I don't know if turning him against the most baby face of all baby faces in the history of wrestling is the what best way to introduce. What bigger match could you have for Rey Mysterio or Dominic to have them face each other at WrestleMania? You know, you know, I don't like the Dominic turn as much as I would like the Kane Velasquez becoming a Paul Heyman guy, and Dominic kind of picking up the cape, picking up the mask, so to speak, and kind of taking the mantle for Ray after he's just like left there broken and just I think you flip it out of place. Flip it. Because of how bad Kane is with English and how much of a just domineering monster he looks like, it's easier to make him heal. That but that you know that that's just me going the easy route. Don't get but me there's wrong. But there's no there's no quicker way to get Dominic over than to turn him heel, especially and have a match against Kane Velasquez at Royal Rumble, and then have a match against his dad at WrestleMania. Yeah, but how often does that work in professional wrestling, man? For every Owen and Brett, there's a, a Booker T and Stevie Ray, or a Jeff versus Matt Hardy, where it just doesn't click for whatever reason. And those those are. Is- those are brothers. Those aren't father and son. Trying to put him over Kane is still a hard sell to me, though, because we haven't seen Dominic, tra- uh, you know, obviously in the ring, but like Kane's legit. So it's really hard for me to think that unless Brock or Paul Heyman or like shenanigans happened, that Dominic could actually beat Kane, which is why, to me, the easier sell is just have have Kane turn on them and then have Dominic kind of play the superhero role and pick up the, the mantle of the fallen hero and, you know, take the identity and run with it. All right, Scorpio guys... Sky has some really nice sneakers on BT Dub. I'm watching oh, yeah. the replay of AEW, and I'm, I'm digging those sneakers, man. I've, I've become a sneakerhead in my old age. White, black, and gold uh, Nikes, I noticed them. Yeah, those are nice, man. That's a weird time to become a sneakerhead. Most people become a sneakerhead when they're younger. 
I know, right? Right. Well, well, a it's you know part of it is because I actually I don't have much disposable income, but I have disposable income, and so, you know I've got friends in little places, so I can buy sneakers now. And b uh, I, the revolution, the, the 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 realization came to me because I'm I'm six feet two and I'm tall and I'm lanky, so I was literally born to wear suits, and my whole life I've been wearing suits, and then you know within the last three years I had an epiphany. I said, oh shit, the melon farmers that wear suits. Work for the melon farmers that wear sneakers. So, very true. Do you guys want to finish off what we're about to talk about, or would you rather talk about how the Boston Celtics are playing the Clippers in LA and courtside? Shit! Well, I forgot up, that was on. Up courtside, sitting next to each other, joking and laughing, Dana White and Floyd Money Mayweather. Did you not know that shit was a work from the beginning? Well, I'm, I'm just saying, why do you have to bury me every time whoa, 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 I bring whoa, whoa, up a big whoa, whoa, fucking whoa, whoa. topic? I'm, just, I'm trying to transition. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And you're like, ooh, maybe I can get a bigger scoop of dirt in the ground. Do, do, do you know how Dana White got his start? Oh, no, I'm, I'm being serious, man. I'm not trying to shit on you. I'm asking you a legitimate question. Do you know how Dana White got his start? Yeah, I do. How? How? Yeah. He popped How? right out of his mother's womb. Jesus Christ, the Latter Day Saints. No, he's not White. wrong. That's where everybody gets their start. Okay, that's fair. But fuck both of <laughs> you guys. And, and, you know, <laughs> fuck you, Tunney, for saying some dumb shit like that, and fuck you, Belaz, for co-signing some dumb shit like that. <laughs> but he got his start as a bitch boy in boxing. Like he was like the bag. What boy, does like, that have to do with him and Dana White sitting courtside at a Clippers game? They go back like spinal cords in car seats and that whole Colin McGregor Floyd Mayweather shit was a work that's what it has to do with everything that shit was a work and everybody was in on it except for the goddamn public that bought into that bullshit they played up the race card and they drew a gazillion dollars off of it and everybody was in cahoots in that motherfucker Connor didn't think he actually had a legitimate shot of beating arguably the best boxer of all time. Not saying he didn't go out there and give it the old college try, because I'm sure he was trying to fuck he, the hardest he could to knock that motherfucker out. But, he, you know, he, he's maybe the best boxer of all time. And then he played around, and he tried to give the crowd something that they wanted. And at the end of the day, everybody went away from that laughing, happy, and getting the bag. And it was the American public that was pissed off. You couldn't and just speculate I, on what Mayweather may be doing moving forward. Instead, you had to bury me. Oh, that's where you were going. What the fuck is he doing going forward, moving forward? What's he doing? That he's, was going what I, he's going to fight in MMA? Yeah, that's what, damn. He's going to meet Connor in his ring, just like he said during their whole angle. Like, you fought me in my ring, I'll fight you in your ring. There we go. No, he's not going to do that because he's yeah, undefeated. No. He's not going to blemish his record. And he'd be stupid to put himself in a position to blemish his record. Isn't Floyd also like 45 or something like that? No. I don't think he's that old. He's. I, think I don't think he's 40. 40. He's not even I, 40. I mean, early, no, he's 40. He's early 40s. No. He's, he's in his 40s. Yes, he's in his 40s. You think yes. so? Yeah, I know so. He's in his 40s, man. Oh, I don't and know. And he's not going to blemish his record. You know what I mean? He's just not because that's, that's part of the gimmick. Okay, he's 42. I wasn't that far off. Well, you're quicker than I am. Good job. Yeah, I knew he wasn't. Yeah, I, I knew he wasn't mid-40s, but I knew he wasn't 30s either. 
You some think that would, even if he did want to do UFC, which I don't think he would, that would take probably at least a year of training just to meet Connor in his ring just wait for till, another wait, payday. Wait, wait till you turn 35 and you'll see how big <laughs> the difference uh, two and five are. Because, you know, you, you can no longer say early when you get to five. Like you're, you're, you're you walking up down. the steps. Shut up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now, we, now we've reached ground that Platt and I agree upon. Should we move on to NWA? <laughs> Not if it's an escalator, because then those steps move for you, and then you can just wait for the down one. Go ahead. You can plug it. I plugged nothing, sir. We were just talking about escalators and how they're better than steps because they move for you. Yeah, so shout out, shout out to Mitch Hedberg. There we go. Hey, okay, so I mean, it could have also been the Trevor Noah joke because Trevor God Noah. God damn it! I'm trying to watch. I'm trying to talk about wrestling. No one's Why? listening. Why? Why are you doing that? Do you think this is a podcast about wrestling? God yeah, at it, its yes. core, at its core, this is a cooking show. <laughs> and then you add the asparagus. Yes. No, it makes your peas smell bad. At least you know what you ate in the morning, though. <laughs> I prefer to shit it out. I eat lots of corn. Oh, it goes out the same way it comes in. It's the yeah. best way to poop. In the mouth hole, out the poop shoot. <laughs> God damn it. If, we go, if it's going to be a cooking show, man, let me throw y'all some, some game, man, from a, a melon farmer that's been cooking for 30 years. Let me throw y'all some game, man. Thanksgiving. Okay, the turkey. There's three things you got to do with your turkey, okay? Number Brian. one, you got to massage some melted butter underneath the skin of the turkey. That's how you keep it juicy, all right? Skip all of this number and fry two, it. Number two, you also have to massage the skin with olive oil. That way, when you put the seasoning on, it actually sticks. Number, number three, three what you massage do. the prostate. Shut up, <laughs> And then you milk the prostate, and it's very nice. Fuck you all. I'm trying to help motherfucker out here. Wee! Right, We're number one. We're number one. <laughs> number three, what you need to do is put the turkey in with no foil on it at about 450. You do that for Shocker. about... Shut up! You do that <laughs> for about 20, 25 minutes. And then after that about 20, 25 minute mark... You take the you take the oven back down to three fifty. Shower with the Shut turkey. Up. <laughs> Number four, call the Butterball hotline. This will all be available. Platt will answer. Shut up. You cover it with foil, <laughs> and then you continue to let it cook. And that way, the skin will be crispy, the meat will be juicy, and your family will thank you. And you might even get your ass licked that night. You're welcome. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, topic number four. I tried my best to get someone very, very relevant this evening to talk about a little bit of NWA and the power that is happening all over us. Hopefully we can make that happen in the future. Good friend of ours. Shout out to friend that of the very, show. Shout out to that very person. 
I, yeah, I, I wasn't going. Yeah, I wasn't. No, no. I know. I I know better. I just look like this, Tony. I'm not really an idiot. goddammit. No, 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 no. And, and and I'll be honest. I mean, the, the reason, at least fifty percent, probably more of the reason that this person would love to come back on the show, and I'm pretty sure this person would would be because of you, Mr. MVP. You're an excellent interviewer, and I'm pretty sure this person had a phenomenal time multiple times discussing with you but gentlemen don't get me no whoa whoa you try to get me in trouble here man we're we're strictly talking verbally man you trying to get me in trouble god damn it i'm <laughs> not you getting you in trouble whatsoever Chris amber's gonna I, get jealous yeah but i'm not i, I didn't even <laughs> give i i did not even give away male or female there so are, 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 are you trying to cut it our doesn't matter because amber's still gonna get jealous yeah. Well, you know it's what? If Amber's jealous of Platt, and, if Amber's jealous of Platt and uh, I don't know Nick Aldis, then I don't know. I think they got more problems than they think. So, anywho, who do you? Can I say? Camille is something special. So if she comes with Nick, that would be an interesting show. I'm gonna introduce it like this: feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme, feel the power. It's NWA time. So you're just going to bury the lead here, huh? Or he just wants us to get to it via just talking about NWA stuff instead of just being overly divisive. I don't know. Let's find out. Well, I, you, you want it? You want it? You want to be overly I, divisive to set the goddamn table? Well, let's put it this way. I thought I was very corny in my introduction. Oh, I don't get it. We just got done talking about corn and stool. So are we still talking about a cooking show? Can you please... Please, I'm I'm begging you, to, please, can you set the table? Jimmy crack corn, but I don't care. Jimmy crack corn, but I don't care. This is a true story. Jimmy crack wise, and I don't fucking care. All right, so damn. All right, I already told you, I didn't want to talk about this. So fucking, you guys talk about it. You could have done a better topic. Jimmy you know crack. What? You Fine. go get a white claw. Screw you fucking you. go get a white claw right now. You will threaten me with a goddamn good time. Jimmy Crack Wise. Jimmy here. Pot is word. Jimmy Crack Wise, and I don't Jesus fucking care. Jimmy Crack Wise, I don't care. Mom and Dad, stop fighting. <laughs> it's got its claws in me. Anywho. So I, I feel like we're going to uh, actually go a little back and forth on this one, man. So uh, I'm going to try to do a half-assed job of setting the table here. For those of you, I mean, let's keep it a buck, man. The people that are listening to this show, they already know what happened. Uh, during uh, the There's latest the taping of TNA, or Jesus, TNA. Of NWA. Of N- thank you. NWA Power. Jim Cornette made some statements that um, were somewhat controversial, and, and I, I'm 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 just saying that just to set the table. Um, I'm sure if you're listening to this show, you've already heard what he said. I mean, is that a fair assessment? It is, and apparently he's not going to actually talk about it till his drive-through on Friday, which will actually be after this show airs. So. It's still going to be kind of topical with our takes before he gives his piece. So, yeah, everybody knows what he said. It would have been great if Tony could have pulled up the clip, but, you know, 
doing shit and setting tables. That's not really his forte here. But yeah, he's if, still if, massaging the butter into the turkey. He can't set the table just yet. He has to wash his hands. But if you're listening to this show, you know Jimmy what he said. You know what happened. And you also know care. that he ultimately ended up resigning, which you know what that meant. It was one of those. It, it was a resign, like trying to save face. It was okay. <laughs> You, it was, you can't fire me, I quit. <laughs> no, it was, no, it was, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the hell out of here. That's what it was. Listen, listen, Platt. This is not breaking news on Jim Cornette. So, Andrew, because I feel like we're going to kind of splinter off here. So I, I want to hear your thoughts first. So every bit of fuckery that you're about to say i'm going to actually write it down oh, will you stop and, it and and, and and refute it you can refute it because you can take it however you want but here here's how i took it and here's how i'm pretty sure it was intentioned so during the match between trevor murdoch and nick aldis Cornette was on commentary and said the line of more or less that Murdo- he was he was trying to paint a picture of why Murdoch is so tough. So he just said, Murdoch is the, such a tough guy. He's the only guy I know who could strap a bucket of fried chicken to his back and drive a motor scooter across Ethiopia. Now, being the age we are, we all know Ethiopia from like the starving children kind of kind of stereotype. You think Ethiopia, you think starving kids, you think those fucking commercials that come up at like 2 o'clock in the morning about give the, give the starving kids 10 cents a day and it'll feed like 10 of them for a month or whatever fuck it is. So that that's what you think. However, where I agree with everybody's assessment, the fact that he said fried chicken and it happened to be a place in Africa is just fucking stupid. His initial intention, I don't believe, was racist. I believe he was trying to be funny just as a he'll fight off starving people and that's why he's tough because he'll take on a whole country of starving people. But he could have used a different food. He should have used a different food. And he definitely shouldn't have brought fried chicken to the table when it came to the, the Ethiopian Africa country, African country. The other thing that convolutes this or conflates it, however you really want to look at it, is the fact that in the last month, Cornette has brought some pretty bad press to NWA between the fact that Lagana has said he had to actually go on uh, on official on Twitter and make a statement, and Cornette had to apologize for being like reinforcing suicide or something like that because he told somebody to go kill themselves or something like that, which, again... Being as old as we are, we grew up in the 80s and 90s. We know that's just a line you say when you're pissed off at somebody. Like, you fuck you, you're you're a piece of shit. Go kill yourself. Go play in traffic. No I can one tell is you, actually saying go commit suicide. I, you know, I support you killing yourself. No one's saying that. Plus, apparently, last week on the drive-through, he was talking about dynamite. Got himself in more hot water, talking about Justin Roberts and how. He said the line of Justin Roberts looks like he should be registered somewhere. So lots of people got up in arms basically saying it's defamation of character and Cornette called him a pedophile. So long and short of all of this, the initial intent I don't believe was racist. It was just trying to be funny about fighting off starving people. But because of who Jim Cornette is, 
his specific brand of colorful commentary, colorful descriptions that are very, it's dated and it's edgy in a sense. That doesn't float well nowadays. So especially when you have a company like NWA, which is trying to rebuild its brand and rebuild its image, you don't want to have to go, you know, make a presser every two weeks going, Cornette said something stupid. We're sorry. It doesn't reflect how we think about wrestling or humans or anybody like that. So was it the right call to force him to resign or to accept his resignation? Yes, it's what's best for business. But I'm still of the belief that the initial comment was not intended to be racist. It was just stupidly thought of because he's not a stupid guy and he should have fucking known better than to throw fried chicken and an African country together in a joke. Okay, so let me say this, man. First and foremost, I come from this as a gentleman who I've been on record saying that as a character, I love Jim Cornette. I, I legitimately think he's one of the most entertaining people on mm-hmm. the face of the planet, point blank, period. And I, I, I have to also say that for a while now, if you're listening to this show, you know what it is. And you know that there has been a large contingent that has been angling and trying to get Jim Cornette out of the paint due to his, um, how can I say this, his colorful, no pun intended, but his colorful con- or his colorful critiques of the current uh, professional wrestling landscape, and he's gotten a, uh, in a little bit of hot water for some of the things that he said that I feel that were taken kind of out of context. Just being honest, but number one. This shit was racist as fuck, man. Like, there's no other way to look about around that. And I'll, I'll get back to that momentarily. But my, my, my biggest thing is, corny. When they're coming at your neck, you don't give them the rope, brother. Like, that's just not how this works. And that's exactly what happened. True. And, I mean, okay, number one, yeah, the, the, the fried chicken comment. I mean, that goes without saying. We get that. And and number two, the Ethiopia thing, which, Andrew, you, you alluded to that earlier, man. It's it's playing off. And he's an old, old Southern white man. So, yes, he's, as you alluded to, he's playing off that old stereotypical where we saw Sally Struthers and the little boy with flies on his cheeks and shit like that. But, you know, it, that shit was 30 years old. That the, What people didn't know, that shit was 30 years old at the time it was airing. 30 years ago. So that melon farmer is retired now. Probably got a really good-ass pension and probably <laughs> living over here by this point in time. Like, yeah, people didn't know that. That was old-ass footage. And, I mean, you know, talking about Ethiopia, I mean, number one, Ethiopia is one of the most larging, rising economies on the entire continent of Africa. Uh, they just built a, a huge airport there, which, if I'm not mistaken, is the largest airport on the entire continent. And it's also going to serve as the hub airport for the continent. And, I mean, the Ethiopian people in general, man, they're they're extremely sophisticated. They're very intelligent. They're hardworking. Most of them are, are multilingual. You know what I mean? And, you know, for what it's worth, for my money, they have some of the most beautiful women on the face of the planet. So, you know, I understand where he was coming from with the sentiment, but the sentiment didn't make sense because that's not what Ethiopia is at, at all. So you're playing off some, you know, some stereotypical shit right there. Like, and 
you know, there, there, there's no excuse for those comments. There just isn't, you know. And like I said, corny man, they, they, they've been trying to hang you, and you gave them the rope. So I mean, I, I can't, yeah, I, I, I can't dispute that. But I'm looking at M- NWA sideways here because, you know, you, you, they had so much goodwill going into this because everybody's been cuckoo for Cocoa Puss over their product, and rightfully so. But to let something like this slip through the cracks, um, either A, your editing team is garbage, or B, somebody saw that and thought that it was okay and chose not to edit it out. So either way, you come out this looking bad. Like, you don't get a pass because... You know, you gave him the ultimatum, either get down or lay down, like either you quit or we're going to fire you. Like you don't get to take the moral high ground here. And it's a lot of companies like that. So I'm not just shitting on NWA, but I'm I'm looking at them sideways because Cornette is merely a talent. And you know what you're getting yourself into when you get to Cornette. You know he's going to say some controversial shit like that's just what it is. And, and yeah, I, I feel like, you know, you frankly, I feel like you should have done a better job of protecting your talent. So either your editing team is trash or, you know, somebody heard that and thought it was cool. And I mean, Billy Corbin, I mean, he's a MAGA. We know that he came out. He came out in support of Trump when he was running for president. So he's a MAGA. So, you know. It is what it is, man. I mean, this is wrestling, man. There's nothing new to this, man. I've been a black wrestling fan for 30 years, man. I know what the fuck I'm getting myself into at this particular point in time. But that last aspect of what you said is actually perfect, where NWA needs to take a lot more stock in the blame for this, because this shit's been in the can for at least six weeks. This is episode seven. It's not episode one. It's not episode two. It's not a live fucking product. That means it went through editing which I don't know what their editing process looks like, but somebody had to write that on, uh, write off, write that off as okay. And the sad thing is, as soon as I was sitting, you know, as you know, you call me alt-right Andy, that's fine. I don't care because I really don't have the same kind of snowflake inclinations that a lot of people do nowadays. But even as soon as I heard him say that, even I stopped and I had to look at my brother and be like, did he just say what I think he said? And I'm like, now I know what he meant because I took it as the starving thing, too, because I grew up with those Sally fucking Struthers commercials. And I didn't realize they were old even when they were being shown in the 80s and 90s. But then even slightly more relevant, you know, you had starving Marvin from South Park and. If you listen to Cornette's stuff, you know Cornette loves South Park, and he quotes South Park constantly. I mean, he even quoted it last week when there was one dude named Mims, and he said, shut up, Mimsy. So you you know where he kind of gets his humor and where he gets a couple, I guess, more modern cultural points from, which are still dated because South Park's still like 20 years old when it comes to the Star from Marvin stuff. But he, the fact that even I clued into, oh, that's, that could be a problem. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, at no point was like, ah, it's funny. No one's going to care about that. I'm just like, yeah, they let that go by. Okay. And then as soon as I I turned on Twitter, I saw everybody's blowing up, calling him racist, which that's just the part that bothers. Because I don't think it was intended to be racist. I know you said that to you, it came off as racist, but do you really think his intent was racist or was his intent funny with maybe racial tones just to kind of make it funny? Because you you can't do safe comedy. That's not comedy. Like we all like George Carlin and you know some of some of the older comedians who did walk the edge a little bit. So we know that there has to be a line that you walk in comedy. So did you really see it as racist or was it just poorly executed comedy that he should have fucking known better? Well, let me put it to you like this, man, because I mean 
that shit was racist as fuck. It just is what it is. But let me let me try to put it in perspective here because I I, I have a friend of mine, a, a homosexual friend of mine, mm-hmm. and I, I I've said this on Chair Shot Radio before, which you can catch. Uh, periodically Sunday nights on Chishaw. <laughs> that works. But I, I, I said this during during Miles fiasco. I said um I had a gay friend of mine come up to me because you know you know a few years ago man I was one of those people that would just call everything gay. And you know mm-hmm. I didn't mean it as a slur to homosexual, you know, my homosexual brothers and sisters. I would just say it, you know, I, I would just say it. And I didn't mean it in that way. But he broke it down to me, and he told me why he found that shit offensive. And, okay, fair enough. And I stopped using it. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, mm-hmm. he, you know, he, he, he explained to me why he found that offensive and, and why he was hurt by hearing me say that sort of thing. So I stopped using it. And the thing is, man, because we talk about it a lot on these airwaves, and I think we're on the same page on that in terms of the PC police running amok and the fact that you can't say anything anymore, that's true. And I, I agree with that. But what sometimes gives me pause for the cause is that there's there's a, a, a large and growing contention out here that take that statement and they use it as an opportunity to, you know, consider themselves martyrs. And, and, and hide behind that for just being shitty people. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like there's got to be a line somewhere. You know, I, I mean, you know, I'm all for freedom of speech and this and that, but, you know, you can't hide from freedom of consequence. But at the same point in time, when I sit up here and champion freedom of speech, sometimes it makes me cringe because I know that some of the people that I align with in that particular way of thinking or, you know, people that might take my words and misconstrue them or use them for their own, you know, agenda or whether they have going. I feel like when I fight for freedom of speech, there are some people that are going to take that and they're going to use that argument for the sake of being shitty people. And that makes me cringe sometimes. And that's that that's how where I came across in, in, in this scenario because I, you know, I'm a I'm a cornet guy, but I you know, even I couldn't justify that. Like that shit was fucked up. Especially in 2019, in the climate that we're in, especially knowing that people are coming for your neck as is, and especially knowing how intelligent you are and how vocacious you are, and you know how great you are with the gift of gab. There's a gazillion things that you could have said, other than that, but yet and still, not only did you say that, but you said that in, in reference to a redneck heel. It, it, it just ain't a good look, man. So I understand why NWA had to sever the ties because there was also some other shit going on. But, you know, I don't think NWA should get a pass here either because, you know, y'all, y'all fucked up too. Let's close it out like this. Do you think NWA let that go so they could fire him? Y'all be giving these companies a lot more credit than I do because, you know, my shoot job right now, man, I work for a billion-dollar organization, and everybody I work with and for are fucking idiots. So, I, you know what I mean? Like, the average American is a goddamn idiot. So I don't think, like, there's these nefarious means going on and there's somebody behind the scenes dance, puppet dance. I mean, on the larger scale, yes, but I'm talking about on, like, on the NWA power scale, 
No. Yeah, I'm I'm with Chris on this one where I don't think it was a conspiracy, but you also have to consider this is filmed in Atlanta. You know, it's filmed in with, you know, more southern minded people. So maybe whoever their editor is did find it funny. Do he we probably know laughed. He it kept funny? Yeah. That, that, that's my point. Do we know if he found it funny because he thought it was racist and he got a chuckle that way or because he thought the starving Marvin kind of thing and got a chuckle that way? or whatever no that part we don't know but it's just like i said even as dismissive and indifferent as i am towards some of the more cancel culture pc push kind of stuff even i had to stop listening to that and go when i was listening to that i went okay wow (laughs) i'm like that's that could be troublesome like i said i'm still not as hard leaning into the whole it was purposely racist or purposefully racist but I understand why you feel that way. I've, I've heard plenty of takes where people feel certain ways because they were harassed that way growing up because they're people of color and or, you know, things happen to them or friends. So I get why you why you as in different people, different people from different backgrounds or origins could feel differently about the joke. But me just breaking it down, being, you know, white, white privileged and everything. I just see it as it was a joke in poor taste that he really should have been smarter about. But much like Chris said, with people already aiming for his neck, he shouldn't have given him the rope. So he he just he hung himself on that one. He, he did. And it's funny because I thought we were going to have a, a kind of a difference of opinion because, we're, I, I, you know, it's funny. I feel like we're kind of both on the same page, man, because we both kind of rally against PC culture. But sometimes, like I, like I said earlier, man, I just, you know, I cringe a little bit because I, you know, there's no such thing as context anymore. And frankly, I don't know if context ever existed. So, you know, just because I'm rallying for free speech, that doesn't mean I'm rallying for motherfuckers just be able to say just racist, homophobic, just evil, vile, nasty mm-hmm. shit to everybody. Like, you know, but uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, man. I mean, it, context is everything. And I, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, man. But the, the bottom line is, man, he fucked up. NWA fucked up, and I, I, I don't even know what I'm trying to say at this point. I'm just curious what he's going to say on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. I, I As am I, quite frankly. And as is Amber. Like, she literally let me know, hey, man, when his shit drops, let me know. When his podcast drops <laughs> on Friday, let me know. It's going to be his most downloaded episode in years. Yeah. <laughs> It's as simple as this. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the culture. I'm always trying to change the PC culture, so, you know, I mean... No, you're not. You sit there and don't say shit and they expect us to set the table, even though you're the goddamn moderator. Well, it's because he's PC Tunny. He has to see where he lies between our scale because he's the PC one. Do you know what moderating means? It means he's moderate. All he's supposed to do is set the table and then let us go ham. I mean, and he can't be, be moderate and reason. PC, though. I mean, how can you be moderately PC? That's that's like an oxymoron. That's literally the same thing. PC is moderate. No, P- not nowadays. PC kind of leans one way, and you know that. <laughs> what does that okay. mean? Okay. What that's way do I lean? About what? I, I don't the, know. Should we ask your girlfriend which way you lean? Towards the al- uh, 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 alcohol? <laughs> okay. Uh, 
So that would be to the right right now. Okay, there we go. Right, like both of us. Or like both of us. Okay. And I'm not talking politically. I lean to the right? For what? You lean to either the right or the left, like most of us. And I'm not speaking politically. This is true. I mean, that's how that works. There's even it's even a term if you ever get like some tailor made suits. Like it's literally a thing. They say, do you hang to the left or the right? Oh, they yeah. If you, oh no 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 yeah 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 yeah. If you if you if you swing to the left, you need to find one that you know slides to the right. And if you swing to the right, you need to find one that slides to the left. And if you don't know not, what I'm talking about, that's even too bad. Totally talking about the same thing. They just yeah. know how oh, yeah, to are. like this little just, pocket into so you can just stick it in that pocket and yeah, it's, it's how it slides in, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a cocksuck. We're, we're not even okay. Andrew and I are kind of talking about the same. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't know what the hell you talking about, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> Nothing you're talking about. Just play. Your I think song. we're. T- I think we're talking about the. No, I don't want to play it anymore. Now. No, that you want me to play it. I don't want to play it. Well, fuck it. Don't play it. I don't want to hear shit. You guys want to go to topic five? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. We haven't played your commercial, Platt. Let's do that. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. So apparently Deontay Wilder cut a mean-ass promo leading into his fight this Saturday. Yeah, and he also said he wouldn't pass up a WWE opportunity. Why would he? He's tailor-made for WWE. I didn't say why wouldn't he pass it up. I just said he wouldn't pass it up. The fuck, man? What's wrong with you, man? You drink too many white claws, you and your feelings now, man? Is your period by the drop? What the fuck, man? <laughs> He's gone full white girl. <laughs> Why you oh, by it? the way, hold on. How was uh, Darby Allen versus Moxley? Does anybody know? Yeah, I do. We watched it. How was it? I don't it know. You call- I can't tell you. Okay, cool. No. Is Kenny Omega really up here bench pressing with like ten pound weights on the goddamn bit, uh, uh, bar? It's Is possible. That really just what happened? Yeah. He probably he probably just left rehosed weights on there. Maybe he just popped his hymen, huh? They do everything together. <laughs> oh wait a minute! Wait a minute! <laughs> We know, we now go live. Oh, yeah, I'm drunk, and I'm fucking your fucking swing man. We now go live <laughs> to Christopher Platt reporting on Kenny Omega. You know, it always takes a minute. Yeah, uh, BC, I'm here live on the scene, and apparently Kenny no, Omega... No, cut that. We're going to Platt. ...just broke his hymen. Oh. Back to you, BC. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? Kenny Omega broke his what? <laughs> I think we got a title. Pause. Just say hit it, Carly. Fuck it. 
probably not going to top that. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> I think that's a great. Do you, do you, you want to you want to trend? You want to trend? This is our title. Hot as war. Kenny Omega broke his diamond. I'm not even sure how to spell that. These itty bitty little weights that this smelling farmer is. Oh man, I thought you were going somewhere else with itty bitty. Oh man, that would have been the. Y'all didn't see this shit. This smelling farmer had like five pound weights on the goddamn bench bar. I didn't see it because I was watching NXT, the good show. Yeah, and was struggling. I'm relegated to watching this shit show. You picked it. Struggling. You could have picked NXT. No, I couldn't. (laughs) I gave you first shot. Remember that? (laughs) I I thought y'all were going to alternate that every week just to be, you know, fair to flair. But clearly, you're not. No, No, Tony doesn't want to because he doesn't want to start a new routine after he's ignored NXT for five years already. No, it's watching it now. It's just (laughs) non-alternate, right, Andy? (laughs) Oh. Sorry, I didn't mean that. I just had to say it. No, that wasn't bad. You get a point for that. Yeah, yeah that was well played, sir. Well played. It took me long oh, enough. This is well played as Kimmy, uh, Kimmy, Kimmy Omega. That's his name now. Kimmy Omega. Kimmy Omega. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations to Kimmy Omega popping his hymen. You go, girl. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Kimmy Omega popping his hymen. You go, girl. Yeah, that's, 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 that's a lot of options. We won't remember these tomorrow, but anywho. Well, yes, I mean, they got, <laughs> hey man, they took Cornette off the paint, man. And there's a, I see an opening. Oh, All you're right. gonna be the new Cornette? That's it. And, and apparently, the opening is Omega's hymen. Hey, <laughs> well, once it's busted, it's open. Bust it open. My because you get bitch more than five pound weights. So the bar itself is what, like, what, 20, 25 pounds? So he, he had like four, five pound weights on there. And he's supposed to be a professional wrestler. I mean, he, he can bench press 65. That's almost as much as his girlfriend. He's just working up to it. That's all. What are you talking about? His girlfriend is 65 pounds. No, 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 no. JR said she's 98 pounds. We've been right. over this. We've got it on TV. Actually, no. Kota Bushi's probably about, what, 175, 180? I was going to say, he's probably between 180, 200, because he's bulked up a bit. I'm not really sure, because he's, he's fucking He tough. has bulked up a little bit. That's true. But, yeah, he's cut, and, yeah, muscle weighs more than fat. So he might be a legit 2, 205, maybe 210. Okay, yeah, that's he, fair. He's probably somewhere over 2, but yeah. not by much. But I'm I'm just saying, man, and and I mean to be fair, man, I I didn't have the uh, volume up, so maybe there was a storyline they were telling, and I just missed it. <laughs> topic number five, something. last topic. And he could go all the. Ladies and gentlemen, throughout the annals of time, 
We've had <laughs> ultimate matchups from Ali and Frazier to Hogan and Andre to Austin and Rock. And now the league that brought you the Super Bowl. They bring you Miles versus Mason, a helmet showdown. Gentlemen, your thoughts, comments, questions, and concerns on the Browns Steelers melee in the midway. Now I wish celebrity death match was still a thing because you could you imagine Mason versus Let's Miles get it just on. Out of nowhere? You just see Miles pick up a fucking football helmet and decapitate him or something like that. <laughs> oh, Bruh, if I'm WWE, man, or AEW, I got the paper. Miles clearly has the time. I'm trying to set some shit up for WrestleMania or our big show or something like that. Maybe we can get a Falls Count Anywhere match, man. Or, you know, everybody has a weapon and we just go in. Oh, you couldn't put Mace into that one, though. Mason's small. Garrett's a fucking monster. Jesus Christ. You've seen that man, right? He's he's on your team. He's fucking he's built. He's fucking huge. Like holy shit. He looks like one of the old school wrestlers to begin with. And you're gonna put in fucking Mason Rudolph next to him. Looks like a fucking frat boy out of his fucking league. Jesus Christ. Who looks like a new school wrestler, so there we go. Oh, come on. But no nobody wants to watch Billy Gunn beat up Joey Janella. And if we did, we'd be <laughs> We have AEW for that. That's going to happen sooner or later, probably. Uh, I can well, you, you know how I feel about this, man. You know, and I, I, I said it on Twitter, and you liked my tweets. You know, Miles Garrett was wrong as two left shoes. <laughs> but! Yes. That was an extreme reaction. <laughs> and it had to be some shit that happened. There had to be something that happened because that's an extreme reaction. And people just don't go from zero to 30 for no reason. Like, he had to be provoked in some particular point in time. And that's my biggest thing about the whole situation. So, Miles Garrett, or excuse me, uh, Mason Rudolph doesn't get any punishment. Even after that press conference he did immediately after the game and he showed his punchable face, like he just looked like a dude that you want to punch in the and face. And he acted like such a something. victim too. Like he yeah, tried to play yes. the victim card so hard. Yes. Like Jesus Christ. That's why I th- we were talking about this a little bit beforehand. I love the fact that immediately when everybody else is like, oh my God, what Garrett did was evil and they should never do that. That's assault with a weapon. Willie McGinnis was the only one actually looking at the tape well, and pointing well, out. One of only one. You got to give me my props too, bro. I mean, I, I, I meant, you know, when it came to like the uh, the broadcasters the and stuff like that. Experts, yeah. Yes, the ones that had the national TV spotlight. He was the only one going, look, if you as he takes him down, he's kicking him in the balls or he's pulling out his helmet and then he runs back in after somebody's trying to separate him and then something had to be said i mean we we said you said it on twitter and i agree with you like mason rudolph had to be saying something had to be doing something to piss off somebody like miles garrett to that level to swing a fucking helmet through somebody else just to try to hit this little fucking idiot in the head and he's just he he's playing the victim card he's the he's the little fucking brat down the street that you know his parents always fucking you know come to his rescue or think he's the innocent one when he gets shoved or fucking beat up because he's a loud mouth piece of shit and that that's who this kid is he's every fucking like schoolyard fucking idiot who nobody wants to be around but 
you're friends with the kid because you know their parents are going to get involved and make you seem like the bad guy if anybody says something mean to him because he's such a fucking silver spoon in the fucking mouse spoiled piece of shit that you can't pick on him because he's literally Teflon because your life will just get somehow worse. Or you're you're friends with the kid because he's got the trampoline in the backyard. He's got the basketball (laughs) hoop with the clear backboard. You know what I mean? Like he's got the pool. Nintendo and the you know Sega I mean? Genesis and all so the new games. Okay. You know what I mean? Like he both got, the, yeah. and the Sega version. All right, I need to be your friend because I yeah. want to play both ways. The fridge is always stocked with Sunny D. There, exactly. Yes, yes. Yeah, and Gatorade. Yes. Like, yeah. Depending on how far back we want to go, because Ecto Cooler was the best high C. <laughs> your 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 friend's mom's nipples are always hard. Oh, so he's <laughs> the one mom that's actually attractive out of all of the moms in school. So that that's the one that makes you go, "Hey, look at you! You don't look old as fuck." Boy, <laughs> oh, jeez! Oh, jeez, Mrs. Mrs. Cunningham! I noticed you weren't wearing any underwear today. Or she walks around with the crop top and the booty shorts. More in the or uh, water in the lawn, bent the fuck over. Yeah, that that looks like more than a bra than a shirt. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's like more than a bra and a shirt. Uh, you spend a lot of time in their bathroom just thinking about stuff or going or going to the bathroom, watching watching his mom mow the lawn out the fucking window. But it, <laughs> No, it's funny, man, because, you know, I was watching the game live because, you know, I'm a Browns fan and I was about three scotches in. And, you know, when it first happened, my first thought was, damn, he's probably not going to be able to play against the Steelers in two weeks. And, <laughs> and then after the game, man, I saw how it just that that story just caught wildfire and that was all anybody could talk about. I said, well, OK, well. He's probably gonna be done for the season, and I, I feel like that's fair. You know what I mean? And I, I'm still a little pissed that Mason Rudolph didn't face any. Um, I'm, I'm pissed he he didn't. I mean, he got a little, you know, a little slap on the wrist, fine. But I'm, you know, he didn't. He's not losing any playing time, and Which that that pissed me off. Yeah, that's bullshit. I just, uh, I think the thing that also bugs me personally is that they're coming down harder on Miles Garrett for this than they do on like domestic abuse cases. Like, you know, when whenever yeah. somebody's a, accused of beating their kid or beating their girlfriend, it's like four to six games. Miles Garrett's like indefinitely suspended yeah. for the rest yeah. of the year. And it's like, why? Because he got heated. And, you know, it, this is a testosterone filled game. People get heated all the fucking time. Stupid shit happens. That's what happens when you get men in a fucking basically simulated fighting situation. And then you have one like Mason Rudolph who just runs his fucking mouth to the wrong guy and he'll get fucking caught. It's the same way if you go out to a bar. You say the wrong thing to the wrong guy, your ass is going to end up inside of the bar stool. That's how that fucking works. And what? That guy's the victim because he ran his mouth to the wrong person because he got hit. Suddenly it's, oh, well, that guy's the aggressor. He hit me with the stool or he hit me with the thing. So he's obviously the bad guy. Nah, fuck that bullshit. So allow me to reiterate. Miles Garrett was wrong as two left shoes. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> as a shit talker, this these, these, these is the rules. As a shit talker. You can't dictate, if you talk that shit, you can't dictate how somebody else is going to react to you talking that shit. Yes. Period. 
That's how this works. And you can't play the victim afterwards unless you're some whiny bitch douchebag who needs to be punched more in the fucking head with a fucking helmet. Yes. Oh, Jesus as, as you I said, what he did was wrong. But the fact that Mason Rudolph tries to play the fucking martyr. Fuck you, Mason Rudolph. Get hit with something harder. Because obviously it didn't ring your bell enough. It, well, it's not like the man was aiming for the man's head with the helmet. I don't think that's what it was. I think maybe it was he was just trying to put it back on his head, and he missed a little bit. It's okay because he put it—he put it downside down. So he was just trying to be—he was trying to help a brother out. That's what it really was. I think he just lost it, and <laughs> I, I like—I like your explanation a, a lot better. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> but I have to bring some—you know—some some some, some, some breath. I think he just kind of lost his cool and you know some shit happened i don't think he was purposely aiming for the man's head which is what a lot of commentators would expect you to believe but the bottom line is y'all gotta relax man it's goddamn football man shit happens sometimes on a football field y'all gotta relax it's not that serious it's just not i wasn't listening because i'm a good moderator but are you talking (laughs) about are you are you talking about uh his hit on mason rudolph like during the play or the helmet swing helmet swing okay he was aiming for his head no he was just swinging he wasn't aiming no no that was that was that was little bonnie foo foo hopping through the forest scooping up the field mice and bopping them on the head that's what happened that too if i watched it in slow motion on instant oh, replay no. 50 left times. Yeah. I, I, it, I, it felt more listen, like a he natural meant to hit him on the motherfucking head. On. He tried to hit him on the head. If you got a oh, bottle in your hand and somebody's holding you back and you got somebody behind him talking shit or prodding at you or whatever still trying to get at you, nope. aren't you going to swing nope. anyway? No, no, no. Don't You're try to change my mind. Have that kind I've of seen it all. No. I've seen it live. I've seen the replays. He is full of shit. That's, he's a goddamn hothead. I'm clapping you out right now. He was hitting him on the head. Uh-huh. BC is a goddamn hothead. He's full of shit right now. Talk so about that know. last baseball brawl you were in like last week because somebody looked at you fucking sideways and threw a ball at your head. Come on, you seem like you seem like the type of motherfucker that will take someone's head off. Come he on, is. hothead. Hot, he is hothead. Yes, full of shit. Yes, Miles Garrett trying to bop Mason Rudolph on the head with his own fucking helmet. Yes, 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 yes. Is that you? I'm, I'm just saying that all those things are true. <laughs> yes. And I say this, I love this man. Like, I really do, man. We've been friends for years now. I love this man. But, yes, everything he just said, yes, he's a goddamn hothead. He would have did the exact same shit. So the No, fact but I'm that saying he was trying to hit him in his head with his own helmet. I don't think he was aiming for his oh, head. He was God. swinging just to swing at him. No. Yes. He landed it right out of the motherfucking top of his head. He was trying to hit him Mason in the head. Rudolph put his fucking head up the guy's fucking armpit, trying to wiggle in like a little brother, trying to get in the fucking, Listen, get the last piece stop. of fucking cake. Like, he looked like such a little fucking bitch in that fight. The and then only... when he just swinged and swing, you're going to catch him wherever you catch him. Try to take his helmet off, and he kicked him in the balls. Let's we forget exactly. all that. Rudolph the only... started with the helmet, shit, I'm and then Miles not... showed what a man looks like when he tries to take a fucking no. helmet off. Just ragdolled his little bitch ass, and he's like, "This helmet is mine now." <laughs> the only point I'm trying to prove is that Miles was trying to hit Mason in the head with his own helmet. Period. And Miles succeeded when hitting 
or excuse me, and Mason. God damn it! What am I trying to say, balls? Mason succeeded in antagonizing Miles to swing at him and do something stupid I and play the victim. Didn't, I, I didn't. I would have him in the balls there, but yes, that's what I was yeah, trying no, to yeah, yeah. The only thing I'm arguing is the aim. I don't think he was aiming for the crown of his fucking head. PC. Oh my god, really? Mad Come on now. You, you, you hit somebody and you said, oh, where was he swinging? Okay, there. what like, was he trying to you? Okay, when then when he swung the helmet though over the top, over the top, kind of right. Where was he aiming then? Where? Where was he aiming? Bruh, I went for the general vicinity of where Mason Rudolph was because he had a big fucking lineman in his way anyway. So he's just trying to get over their shoulder and make contact. Bro, I don't I think he was aiming for the head. Bro, oh I God! I hope I, I hope I I hope I just touch his shoulder here. I hope so. Bruh, it could have just been worm shot just to make a point. Hold on, I, I hold up. I just I once got so pissed off in college. I was so mad that I literally took my fist and punched through my own goddamn window in the kitchen. Like, you, do you think that I was rashly thinking or rashly aiming through my kitchen window to break it and fuck my shit up too? No, I was angry and I did some dumb shit. And you thought, yeah. shit, I'm gonna bop this motherfucker over the head with his own fucking helmet. Okay. But how you really don't you you really don't see the correlation with with what I just said? How many I times think, have you been I in a think, fight with a friend or a sibling and it gets a little heated and then you just swing and then it turns into you bust their nose or something and you go oh fuck I'm sorry I didn't mean to hit you there I'm sorry don't tell mom hell oh, no same oh no it's the same fucking thing no it's the same fucking thing oh I'm that, sorry that, I swung a hell your own helmet over the top towards your fucking head. But I wasn't meaning to hit you in the motherfucking head. That exact same night that I was that angry that I punched uh, I punched out my own kitchen window. One of my roommates was trying oh, to Oh, I didn't me mean to hit the window. I just fucking accidentally hit the motherfucking window. Right, 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 right. And Let's I not forget who edits this shit, okay? He poked a hole through his own speaker. And for that very reason right now, we're not friends to this day. And it was just a split decision I made being young, dumb, and angry. How's that any different? It's the same. Yeah. You didn't intend to pop the speaker. You just did because you were angry. And Miles Garrett, even though he's the size of a fucking house and a grown ass man, he's he's what twenty four, twenty five, young man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm just trying to make the point. Like he's still pretty young and dumb. If yeah. we're if we're gonna give other people, you know, write them off as oh they're just young and stupid. And, so you know, people nowadays love to say nobody's like a, an adult till they're like thirty because fucking people do something stupid at twenty nine. It's oh he's just young and stupid and trying to find himself. That's why he still lives in the basement and eats Tostitos all the fucking day with grandma. No, it's like come on, how is this fucking different? Plus, Let the, the melon farmer gets hit in the head for a living. Let the record show, I am only arguing the fact that Miles Garrett's intent was to bob fucking Mason Rudolph on the top of the head with his own helmet. That's my only argument here. That's the only thing I'm arguing. I'm not arguing reasoning or anything else. But if you guys don't think that when he swung that helmet over the top of a lineman on the top of Mason Rudolph's head, he was not intending to bob Mason Rudolph on the head like little bunny motherfucking foo-foo. You're fucking nuts. You're knucking fucks. I, That's what his intentions was when he swung that goddamn helmet over the top. I'm not saying Rudolph didn't deserve it. I'm not saying anything that. else, but it said yeah. he swung yeah. that motherfucker to bob him on the fucking head. No, 
Tony, you're allowed to feel how you feel. But I think Chris and I are on the same page where we feel it was just a wild swing and whatever he made contact with, he was going to be happy. And it just the only happened to the top of the little and fucking the, idiot's head the and then he saw his eyes go cross-eyed and his fucking lip went <laughs> like... Hey. 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 It's like, listen, oh, he looked like Sloth from the fucking listen. movies for a half a second. That was fantastic. Was the only thing and... yeah, that people made... can conclude from you and Chris agreeing on something is that you have to both be fucking wrong. <laughs> Yes, but how often does that ever happen in this show? Exactly. One of us is always right. So exactly. Hey. Exactly. So when I you agree, you're both wrong. Fairly, so if, if, we, if we agree, then that means we're obviously right because one of us is always right. That that's so, what you call playing with house money, right there, buddy. So clearly, Tony, you've never done an action in a fit of rage, and then immediately after you did said action. In your head, you thought to yourself, "Oh shit!" Oh shit! You know what we need to do? We need to table this for when we actually get the scientist on here. Then we can get like (laughs) action and equal the opposite equivalent reactions, and where where wild swings come in, and like you know, centrifugal force and shit. What what was he aiming for? What was he aiming for then when he swung the helmet? He wasn't aiming, Tony. He was angry and swung. You've never been angry and swung. I've been angry and swung. You guys I even sound gave like fucking idiots. Of me being angry and swung. You guys I've sound like you guys. I just you guys right sound like non-nominated idiots right now. Wow, non-nominated idiots. Well, we're nominated, so fuck you. What's yeah, that? Jokes on you, asswipe. And if you want to appreciate our nomination, make sure y'all go to at the Wrestling Hub on Twitter and vote for Pod Is War as the best trios podcast. And while you're there, vote for hashtag Miranda as the best newcomer, the Greg Demarco Show as the best comedy show, and 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 chicka chicka and the Chair Shot as the best wrestling site period mr belaz won't you let the good folks know where, you can, where they can find you uh, you can find me on the twitter at iwc war chief and you can also find me on thechairshot.com writing reviews possibly opinion articles and of course the same place you find this wonderful podcast so uh, it's 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 fun just tune in the chair shot for all the fun stuff all the good stuff Chris, you want to tell them where they can find you? You heard the man. Tune in to Chair Shot for all the fun stuff, all the good stuff. You can find me on Twitter at the Real C Plat. But more importantly, take yourselves to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chair Shot. Pick up a Chair Shot T-shirt, man. It's the holiday season. Tis the season to be jolly and giving and all that good shit. Yada yada yada. Whether you celebrate Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Festivus, some other shit that I don't even know that exists that exists. Show us some love during this holiday season. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. Please and thank you, thank you, and please. TheChairShot.com, we're not just a website, we're a movement. And again, show us some love some more. On Twitter, go to at the Wrestle Hub. Go vote for Pod is War as the best trios podcast for the Podcasting Wrestling Awards. While you're there, make sure you vote for hashtag Miranda for best newcomer. The Great DeMarco Show is the best comedy show, and TheChairShot.com as the best wrestling website, period. Mr. Tunney, where can they find you after you take your tampons out and are not making any <laughs> bad, rash decisions being angry? 
Yeah, I'm maybe not, that's why he didn't I'm, take the tampon out, so he does have a rash. Yeah, I'm completely, I'm completely unaffected by that. But I would like all of you to watch Chris Jericho's promo back with Jake Hager in the ring, where he can't say sorry. And count how many studio, and count how many times he almost did an old phrase. Think about the all the Jerichoisms, and and then watch that back, and think about each time he set himself up to do a Jerichoism that wasn't from AEW. That's what I want you folks to do. There's a little homework for you from PC Tunney. Watch that promo back, and watch how many times the old Jericho character was set up, and he didn't follow through on it because I noticed it at least three times. So is this a drinking game? No, this is something that you should go back and watch as a wrestling fan. This is seriousness coming late in the show from Tony. And by the way, guys, I just want to say, had a really good time tonight. Follow me at PC Tony. Does that have anything to do with podcasting, or is that just strictly white claws, why you had a good time? I don't know. There's no laws. When you're drinking claws. Woo! Oh, God. On that note, <laughs> for Mr. Andrew Alt-Right Andy Snowflake Belaz, for the Commissioner PZ Tunney, I'm Christopher Platt. Thank you guys for tuning in to the latest edition of Pot is War. Hey, folks, we've got a hell of a weekend coming up, man. Enjoy NXT TakeOver. Enjoy Survivor Series. Hell, enjoy Friday Night SmackDown, maybe. But <laughs> probably, not. probably not, but maybe. Probably Anywho, not. man. Thanks for tuning in to this show. Until next time, shalom. Hit it, Carly. That's brisk, baby. Yes. It's one o'clock. I have to stop drinking at some point. No, it's all good. <laughs> got it. Nice. I got to piss anyway.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.